0: <laughs> A beautifully timed sneeze there from Ross Kane. <laughs> Bless you sir Thank yeah, you very, are, very much You are listening to and One
1: return to Mottigan please
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear I think if you are missing the reference to anyone for that Wasn't that an advert for tunes or something The uh, the breathing the
1: Tunes help you breathe speak. more easily That's the one I am available for Anyway
0: you sense. are listening to Men's Radio Station Live on Sunday the 26th of May 2019 With Ross Kane, Phil Dave and James Blake Our guests have just joined us in the studio. We will say hello to them officially in just a moment's time. But before the break there, you were listening, hopefully, to us telling you about how we were reacting to the way that some politicians have been treated in recent times. Potentially, one could call it a lack of respect towards people from all parties. This is not party political. We don't wish to be so either. If you would like to have your say on it, though, we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on whether or not you have noticed the dehumanitizing that's shall we say that's of people's attitudes towards our parliamentarians and just generally towards public figures if you are happy to talk about that we would love to hear your views on 0203 290 that's 0203 290
2: here it comes it's, it's almost as if you know we have a phone a, jingle a phone jingle oh.
1: Tomorrow on your new job. You can play whatever jingle you damn well like. But in my town, baby, or anyway. I'm the sheriff, yes,
0: we, played that, we played that we play that jingle. You can also like interact it. with us through social media. You can go to Facebook.com forward slash men's radio stn and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Men's Radio STN. Dave has said on Facebook, the dissolving of personal responsibility and accountability that amplifies the fear of seeking support when it is needed. I think that that is a very professional and succinct way of saying that potentially someone who maybe recognises fault within themselves projects it onto others. And I can't Expl- help... So read that quote out again. <coughs> if I didn't get it first time around, To be honest with you. No, that's all right. Dave says, the dissolving of... You're right, Nick. <laughs> the, the dis- it was very subtle. It's all right. a fitness very subtle like. <laughs> The dissolving... <laughs> it's not a good advert. I'm not so going to lie. That's so why I don't do fitness, mate. D- Dave says on Facebook, the dissolving of personal responsibility and accountability, that amplifies the fear of seeking support when it is needed. Now, Nick, you were actually nodding along with that. Nick Davis, of course, international sports performance mind coach, you seem to recognise what Dave was saying there, Did you agree with that yeah, statement? Yeah, I agree
3: and, and, and it's great that um, my friend Kevin Dillon is here because one of the things about fear of seeking help is one of the biggest things, it's a contributor to male suicide. Um, when I joined Kev's Boxing Club I think about 13, 15 years ago, we had conversations about how difficult it was for men to talk about anxiety, depression, stress, things like that um and things are thankfully things are changing now <clears throat> but i think what we're looking for is especially in the boxing world, is more male uh, role models for people to talk about their struggles. I notice there's a lot of footballers doing it now. But I think it's great when you get really big-name sportsmen that will say, yeah, well, look at me, I had these struggles with anxiety, depression or stress, and then it gives people a chance to talk about it. And, and he's right, you know, fear of talking about it, sometimes that can be the major contributor to suicide when you think there's nobody to talk to.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. And, of course... As those of you who, who listen along, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to our regular listeners all over the world. A little bit of Nicholas Parsons going on there. But that is really, that was the igniter for us starting Men's Radio Station because of the suicide stats, which were horrendous, as yeah, you guys are nodding along, you're right, 80% men, 20% women, a huge dichotomy, a chasm, uh, which you didn't need to be a genius to work out. There was a huge problem, and the problem is in a nutshell that women are far better at talking out their problems they'll go out and uh, over a tea or a glass of wine or something mm. they'll talk honestly and blokes would just talk crap and not really get down to the to, to the main nitty-gritty of why that why that why they're suffering so let me essence, give you a little in r- essence
0: nick is it a release sorry just based on what you were saying would you say that that's more of a release of <coughs> built up or head <coughs> up stress i think i don't think stress is the right word but you know what i mean yeah
3: yeah. i mean let's use a blanket term of emotion you know sometimes it's difficult to sort of pinpoint exactly which one it is but you know the first thing there are two things Um, one of the things is um, and i remember there was a really great talk by um one of the guys from the sas who dares win series foxy and he said it's not just about opening up He said it's about opening up to the right people. Do you remember the the story I told you last time about um, when I was going through my uh, anxiety and things like that and I remember going out with my rugby mates and I was at the bar and I said the quickest way to clear a bar and when you're out with the rugby club is to uh, talk about your problems and I opened up to a friend telling him I had anxiety and... The whole bar cleared. Nobody wanted to know.
0: But on <coughs> the plus side, you've got to drink very quickly.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> so.
0: Always good to
1: make light when someone's pouring their heart out. <laughs>
3: when I you start just, your I, new I, job. Excuse me, I
0: just find the silver lining. I don't think there's anything wrong with it.
1: You made light. He's being charming. He's being honest. And you made a flip. Uh, you would never hear me make a stupid flipping <laughs> remark. No. Ever. Never. Never, ne- never, I never, never do that. Never. No. Do they really? They just do Headed for the sunset. Yeah,
3: and, wow. I, and I, I said this, I, I, I think firstly, it's the inability, what men don't understand is what you were saying is absolutely right. Women are very great nurturers. So when somebody's upset, you'll notice they naturally gather together to support each other. Men, what we do is we've learned that a uh, weakness can be terrible for us. You know, when it goes back to the days where we, you know, lived in clans. If you did show a weakness and we had to defend our clan, um it would it wouldn't be great for the you know the overall number of of everybody else so I think what we've learned to do is see vulnerability as a as a weakness and not open up about it and and we think if we talk about it maybe it has a different effect and makes us um makes us weaker but actually when we when we initially have that release you know that you think somebody's listening and what's great about this radio station is people who are struggling out there can hear things and it makes you feel a lot more um listened to but a lot more comfortable that you're not just the only one and I think suicide is that thing where you know and and, and being a therapist as well I see people going through these things and sometimes people think that they're the only one in the world that's suffering with those problems there's no way
0: out yeah therein I think you've just hit the nail absolutely on the head and of course you would do because it's your profession but the fact that so many people think that they are alone they're the only ones feeling the way they feel is just absolutely mind-blowing it's almost as why would that individual be the only human being I know that you mm. can't because think rationally you get
1: into that frame of mind no I, I know many, you can't but, think but rationally. Phil, how but many guests <laughs> have we had in here who've been very honest and very open and people have been stunned by mm. the, their honesty and the fact that they're willing to, to, to share uh and we we try and breaking new ground here and, and and frankly it's all down to the guests and i've asked them or phil has said or james has said you know how did you get to that state that you're standing on a bridge or you're going to throw yourself in front i mean we've had every variation you can imagine here mm-hmm. and they've said because that was the only option mm-hmm. available to me and you think wow let me give you a bit of con- uh, context of who our, our special guests are today uh, we're chatting to Nick Davis and Kevin Dillon uh, Nick Davis international. Because otherwise I don't think you get proper billing So there mm. we go Nick Davis is international sports co- uh, International sports performance Mind coach As, as, you, as say you say that.
0: You might still not get <coughs> proper billing <laughs> <laughs> Mind
4: coach
1: <laughs> I love that Right Especially in the sporting mind oh, That's me and Phil out of it then Has worked with a GP and international coaches Sports people in boxing, kickboxing. This is all you, Phil, isn't it? It's amazing. Boxing, it's, kickboxing. Um, it's like this is your life.
0: I it feel is like you're Eamon un- Andrews. It is
1: uncanny, it. yeah. Apart from that Michael Aspel did it for about thirty years and no one remembers. Athletics, golf, ice hockey. That's one of your favourites, James. Uh fencing, ah, back to Phil. Irish dancing. Uh, those little legs are like egg whisk when you're going <laughs> and rugby league.
0: I tell you what, I have scrambled some eggs in my time.
1: Uh, you have, especially on the dance floor. Uh, and then they go, you're not Irish, get lost. Uh, he was brought up from a young age. I've got to be honest with you, Nick, most yes. of us were. Yes, yes. At one point or another. <laughs> I don't think that's unique in your CV here. Uh, with a unique understanding by his father. That's lovely. After completing his degree in sports. <coughs> what's the matter with you two? Sports science. That's very modern. No, that's very modern. When, when was that? Sports science.
3: Sports science? It would have been such an uh, audacity (laughs) telling me I'm
1: an idiot, but anyway. In the 60s. Professional idiot. Yeah. (laughs) In the 60s? Yeah, on sports science,
3: yeah.
1: Where was where did, where did you go for that? Uh,
3: that wasn't me. That was my dad. He oh, went, he, sorry. I'm he so went sorry. to... Uh, say, made, does he look like it. he did sports science in the 60s? No, <laughs> I was being polite and just letting
1: <laughs> it roll on. Not saying, God, you look good for your age. No,
3: uh, it's my dad who uh, I think he's listening in. He'll probably, uh, probably text something Miss, Mr. Davis. <laughs> Mr. Davis. Does Mr. He Davis would... have
1: a first name or just
3: uh, Dad Davis? Peter. Peter. Peter
1: Davis. Peter yeah. Davis, you're very welcome to critique your son <laughs> he will uh, you know, and <laughs> <you know, laughs> um, up in heaven or hell or wherever my father's doing it right now i uh, work i don't believe neither uh work with many individuals blah 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 now you've got it um this is nick davis talking about deep understanding of the psychology of the human mind especially in a sporting setting and can help you get your team with that mental edge um you've seen us at work nick is yes. there any job that you would just say i don't think i could do this Think of me, Phil, and James as a sporting team, and now think of a mental edge. Yeah. What mental edge would you give us?
3: Do you know what? I release everybody's potential. So whatever potential
1: there is in there, Nick, you're I'm, a fabulous liar, and I bless you for that. Because trust me, some things it's like going up Everest on a pogo stick. It's not going to happen. It sounds feasible. It won't happen. Now Also joining us is Kevin Dillon, head coach of Lions Amateur Boxing Club. It was Mm. interesting, Kevin, because Phil was only saying he could take you with one arm behind his back. You should have heard (laughs) feelings. I I can't believe he actually said that. He said thinks he's hard. My
0: head is sore enough without you provoking the guests. Okay, I did not say that, but anyway... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Backpedalling now, are we, Phil? Yeah, you pretty cocky when they were in the green room. Kelly uh, anyway, anyway, Dillon is head coach of Lions Amateur Boxing Club in Dudley, West Midlands. A son of GP Olympic boxing coach Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan? No way. His
5: real name's Bernard. When he was boxing, his little ginger kid. Yeah. And uh, they said, I'm not taking anyone down to the ring called Bernard as Bob suit. Yeah. Fifty odd years later, he's still Bob Dylan.
1: Wow absolutely <laughs> love that. That's amazing. You can say after 50 years' times, they're not a-changing. And now, <laughs> this is the extraordinary... Thank you very much. Uh, now, Kevin, you went blind at the age of three after meningitis. And I'm reading this, and my stomach's knotting up, because uh, one of our twins, when he was a baby, got meningitis, mm. and uh, we sat by his hospital bed for a week. Uh, and he was a little, you know, a little tiny thing, and I thought, oh, God, this is going to go could go horribly wrong and when how long read ago this, was this hmm? how long ago was it well he's 21 next month and yeah. he was a baby so like 21 years ago yeah. and he emerged uh, absolutely fine uh, which is a miracle but are uh, you not so lucky so you got, uh, and you've got now this is interesting and i've never seen this before so forgive me if i read it slowly and then then if you don't mind because it's here if you don't want to talk about it no don't. no I'm, you've that's got 360 vision so that's three forward slash division which means what you can see at 60 metres away... What you can see at 60 metres, I can see it at 3 metres. 3, three metres. So explain that. It. When I read that, in fact, I read this when I was doing like, the preamble, and I don't fully understand. Explain that to me.
5: What happened was, when I had meningitis, um, my eye is perfect and the brain's perfect, but it's the nerve, the optic nerve, going from the eye to the brain. So it's like when your scot lead was loose on your telly. Right. So everything's where it should be, but the picture's naff. Okay. Does that makes sense. That makes
1: perfect sense. That's a brilliant explanation. Well um,
5: but like my left eye is completely blind. I can see light in it. My right eye is very impaired. I've got like seven percent vision. Um, but I lost it when I was three, so twenty odd years ago. Oh no, thirty odd years ago. Sorry, I was forgetting how old I was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> showbiz age. Yeah. Showbiz age. But God, they're
1: all at it.
5: Now. But I'm lucky in a sense that I lost it when I was a young lad. God forbid any of you lads around here lost it now. Because I learned to have the tools to cope from a young age. And I learned how to fall over. And I was explaining to Nick, when we were walking, I was explaining about steps and the depth perception. Next time, close one eye and try and get up and down the stairs. Especially down the stairs, because you're not sure no, when it's a drop.
1: But you have to fall over in life. You see, my, my father was legally blind. Mm-hmm. And so for many years, uh, and he fought it and railed against it. It did not make him into a nice person. I've got to be quite honest about it. And, but I understand why. That was me. Sorry, I just hit the mic. Yeah. And uh, so I led him around, you know, especially if we, we, we was, and uh, he never got to grips with I, you know, never got to cope with it at all, ever. Uh, it was only when he nearly killed us all in the car that I said, if you don't stop driving, I'm gonna, I will report you and get your license taken away right, because you're gonna kill somebody and it'll probably be you. Um, so, how have you come to, so I have huge, huge sympathy as anybody would, but I have maybe just a bit of extra sympathy um how have you come to cope with well, it
5: there's two options in life you do or you don't and the fear of not doing things has always pushed me into doing it that and i, I think what well, outcome they can do is so i think well so, i'll have a go and we were on about we went white water rafting in what we went white water rafting and i was having panic attacks thinking i'm gonna die here yes
1: well, I thought, Yes. you, yes. Know no, what? you would. thought yes let's do it and I went down and... cuz you've got the advantages. You can't see how bad the your situation is as that. you're going down in the white water raft. No, That's but I, I strongly
0: suspect that as you feel the water <laughs> rising to your face, you might, get a rough, you might get a rough indication no, of how ca- bad no, it no, is. No, but everyone
1: else is screaming and going, "Looks looks all right to me.
0: <laughs>
1: what, what's the problem?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that water are we in, the, are that, are we that, in the boat that, yet? That water away.
1: Are we in the boat yet? So, so seriously, you and, and did you always have this can-do attitude? Because it's amazing and it's, it's yeah. admirable and it's. I'm very,
5: very blessed. I have my mom, my dad, my big, big brother Richie. I had wonderful grandparents, and they encouraged me to fall over, get up, fall over, and they pushed me into being normal. What is normal? Well, well you know what normal. everyone right. you know. Look I mean? around
1: this room. Tell me what's
0: normal. <laughs> Do you fear that if you were over mollycoddled, that your outcome might have been very different?
5: Well, I went to school with other visually impaired people and here they were, and I see them in the booze and they and they were brought up to be broken. I am not. What a phrase. I'm oh, not, what a phrase. I'm not to be broken. I'm not a blind man. I'm a man who happens to be blind, you know, and I am Kevin Dillon. And it wasn't until the last two years, I talked to my good friends. But then I did a podcast, um, Find Your Voice, and I, I was over the moon how nice people were to say and because I started talking about depression and mm. all the things, like, people would come and talk to me. I like when you said your son had meningitis, I had another boxing coach and he contacted me. And he says, we're going through it at the moment with our child. So thank you, Kev, that I know if something does go wrong, we can still get through it. And that, I think that's what I've been put here now, mm. to show people life is tough. And anyone else who says it isn't is trying to sell you something.
1: No, life is tough.
5: Everyone's life's tough. And don't feel guilty thinking, oh well, Kev's survives and he's got bad eyes. Your life's tough, but find something that makes it easier. And once you find it, don't ever let go of it.
1: In what, in in what? When you say make something, make it easier. What what are you suggesting? Like like for what?
5: May it just be someone you can have a rattle to, or someone. Sometimes it, it's great to have a talk and not to be judged, hmm. or to have someone like my wife. God bless her. She'll hold my hand when we're going somewhere. And if there's a step, she'll just move my hand. and So I haven't got to feel embarrassed about anything. Mm. And she will look after me.
1: How are other people with you? It's what I call the wheelchair.
5: People don't know I'm visually impaired. unless. Well, you I'm came in. in, I had no idea.
1: No one does. And no, I go I all around no the country.
5: Idea. I've travelled on my own. I've done this because I wanted to. And if I want to do it, I will do it. By hook or by crook.
3: One well, One of the things that I've been nagging kev for years to do is to talk about this because i would say <clears throat> and kev kev goes on the the pads with the lads in fact we've got some you know if we have a break we've got some boxing gloves and some pads if any of you wants kev to oh phil you.
1: that's your strong suit you're a great i actually actually boxed for, for uh didn't you <laughs> you uh,
0: you no. boxed for Mr. Byright. No, I watched the box with Mr. Byright. I told <laughs> you this, it's very different. Anyway, uh, no, in all seriousness, so no, I do, no, one last indeed. I am more than prepared for a challenge, so you know yeah. what? Why not? We I can even do it live on the show. Yeah. I, I think not that would be fantastic. And why would not we way,
4: do it? It's way.
5: not because I can't do it, it's the fear of being made to but look but like a blocker. Kevin, Kevin. Kevin.
1: Not the face with him. not the hair. You can smash <laughs> him in the, the Not the hair. Not the face. In fact, he'd prefer you hit him in the face than mess up the
0: hair. It's well, I quite like pug dogs, you see, so I don't mind looking like one. But I just <laughs> do not wish at all for the hair to be messed
1: okay. up. Okay, I'm just setting some ground rules here. Uh, so,
0: so what
3: we're saying with what, what Kev does, he can only see shapes sometimes when he's doing the pads. But he still functions as an excellent boxing coach. And then when I say to people, "Oh, um, Kevin's blind," and they say, "Which Kevin?" I say, "Well, Kevin uh, Dillon had head coach. No, not him, because he, he can't doesn't. be blind. Yeah, because. because of everything he does."
1: Kevin, when because this absolutely fascinates me, and I'm showing my ignorance. Forgive me, but we try and be honest here. And uh, uh, you coach boxing, and yet are you doing it by? Or are you are you doing it because you have a an an image in your mind? No, I can, can see something. I can see. The hard thing is when I have grown up at school, they say, "What can you see?"
5: Mm. But I lost my vision when I was three, so mm. I have nothing to reference it to. Yeah, you really have no memory no of vision at all. Well, it's thirty-three years ago, and it's a long time. And because I can see, I can see the ever and the but How I describe it is: you see a photo, I see a finger painting. So I see stuff, but without the detail, like I wouldn't be able to tell you Nick's colour's eyes. So I can see
0: stuff, uh, and to me, it's normal. To be fair, we can't tell you what colour is. <laughs> oh, no, no, no idea. Red.
1: So I'm I can
5: see. I'm what not always. There,
0: face,
1: you get arrested for that. Though.
5: But it's difficult to describe because I
1: have no reference. So what? I... So this. I, I'm going to push you. Because no, I'm, just, I'm just fascinated. So you're in. You're in the ring. Yeah. And you're coaching. What are you actually seeing? I can when you it. say it's a finger painting...
5: Right, I see the two lads in there, and nice. they're fighting. Yeah. But once again, I wouldn't be able to say, oh, he says Lions Boxing Club on his back. Or, no.
1: But can you see where the punches yeah, are see. landing? Yes. Oh, you can? But it's it's very hard to describe
5: it because, I, to me, it's normal.
1: No, no, I get that. I, know, get, I, I absolutely I, I get that. I can that. see the yeah. shots
5: going in, right. but, like... I could see it hit him in the face, but I wouldn't be able to say, oh, it hit him on the left eye, or it hit him on the cheek, or it hit him on the, yeah. I could see the head shot, the body shot, mm-hmm. I could see if it hits him on the glove, but I wouldn't be able to say, oh, that was, um, it caught him just above the or if they have a cut. Yes. You know, then it's difficult for me, especially in the corner, I don't have to get it there, and oh, yeah. clean you up.
3: One way probably describing it might be, um, you know when you load a picture and it's blurry, and then it pixelates and then you can see it more clearly,
4: Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you
3: get the overall blurry picture, Mm -hmm. like Kevin said to me, I said, how do you do it? And he said, well, I can see shapes. So he makes distinctions. But what little vision he uses, sorry, what little vision he has, he uses it tremendously well. So his brain oh, is, You know and when, when you see When you see him with Phil On the pads afterwards you, You'll see just what he can do Honestly he, He's going to turn Phil Into uh, the next big thing we we'll i have
5: just the had ne- a box. The next AJ The next AJ <laughs> Well they were separated I, I don't At birth that,
0: camp, I don't believe so Anthony Joshua Has too much to worry about <laughs> At this stage Anthony Joshua
1: Is quaking in his shoes <laughs> He's been dreading the day When <laughs> Phil Dave Decided to go pro To finally pick up the gloves Okay The one The only Should This the is it In, in the Corner. I wearing know, I, I can wearing get this a three-piece velvet <laughs> suit and a cravat. I can get
0: this level of abuse at home. I don't have to schlep to Covent Garden to get it. Do you no, mind no, me? no. We do it in a more stylish <laughs> way. <laughs> we have fun.
2: We have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> at my expense. Anyway. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Obviously.
0: Kevin, do you recognise that you are inspirational?
5: It's only the last couple of years. I think since I've become a dad myself, to little jazz
4: Congratulations. Jasmine. Jasmine Eloise, Dylan.
1: I'll get you. How sweet. But um, I, I think, think you p- saw Aladdin one, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I was>
0: times. <laughs> honest yeah. Jed, for short. But where the hell said that hey,
5: The Jasmineian devil, I call
0: her. Hey! Oh, that's really good.
5: like that. I love that. Fantastic. But when I become a daddy, hilarious. I, uh, I thought, and I see the other children, and I, I work so much with other kids, and they've got this or they're disabled, and I thought, and I'd lean over, and I'd tell them some of my stories and I go, you? Because people only ever see the finished result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They see you now and go, Kev, you're so mm-hmm. confident. And I go, I struggle talking to women, I struggle doing so much. At 35, I'm different to how I was at 13, 25, and 18, never mind at school. So I think if I can help people by saying this, and that's when I found out my stories
1: could help. And I thought, if, if they help, it's a crime not to, to tell them. It's one... Common thread we have here on men's radio station, and again, and I will say on women's radio station, when people like yourself, Karen, come, come in, and we're sitting here bowled over, and we go, "Do you, as Phil just said. Do you realise how exceptional you are, or how inspirational?" They, they always look at us like, "Really? <laughs> oh, just me?" And they're it's so incredibly
0: uh, modest and archaic. D- can I just say that's the mark of someone who is truly inspirational? They don't really realise it. I think that's true. Yes, I mean, I, I kind of.
1: I was, I always get a bit worried when somebody's billed as an inspirational speaker. And I think, yeah. oh, it's the same way yeah. I don't see myself as inspirational. And you know what? <laughs> Moving on. So, <laughs> but it, but it's true. You, you know, and and guys and uh, people like yourself make the most enormous impact. And I don't, I don't think you, you, even you now, don't fully appreciate. And I don't think you know how grateful we are. A, for you dragging into to men's radio station, it means a lot that you will inspire thousands of people because this shows listened to by thousands of people now across many platforms. And people go, wow, well, if he can do that. I mean, mm. the most you can hope for is thinking, if he can do that, then then screw it. I can do
5: that. Mm. And, and when, where you started before saying, why don't men open up?
4: Because
5: mm. we're frightened of how People are going to react to us when we open up, when we make ourselves so vulnerable. We're frightened that everyone's going to teach you. And that comes from being a kid. I had a terrible time at school. I used to have a support teacher and I used to have to read
1: out for me. And the teachers were terrible. The teachers were terrible? Terrible. Like This is, I'm sorry to cut aside, but you know, this is shocking. We had a very special guest in, somebody I've never met before, never even read about. Young guy, just eighteen—was eighteen or nineteen? Eighteen or 19? Yeah. Kian, Nine,
0: nineteen? Nineteen.
1: who's going through hell on earth, and is like yourself, an exceptional person. And they said exactly like you at mm. school, bullied. And I'm going, but you were blind—blind blind in one eye completely. They bullied you. What kind of creep does that. And how were the teachers? Rubbish. Mm. So, and you're saying the same thing. But I learned a lot from those bad teachers.
5: I learned never to do that. If someone is different or needs help, you
1: encourage it and you help and you why look after Why did you them. not end up bitter? Bitterness. <laughs> no, seriously, why did you not? You're, you exude positivity. Why did you not end up bitter? The thing is with bitterness, where to get you? You end up just hating
5: life and I hating people. And at the end of the day, it doesn't make no one happy being bitter.
1: Yeah. You're, absolute, you're absolutely right. God, I oh. love this. I love it's this. Amazing. Show. And, you know, every now and then I know we mess around here in the studio and then you meet people like this and you think, I am so glad we kicked this all off and put it all together. You're listening to Nick Davis, Kevin Dillon, both amazing people. We're less amazing, but we do our best. Russ Kane, Phil Dave, James Blake, Men's Radio Station, back in a trice. You're listening to Men's
5: Radio
4: Station Where men really
5: talk Hello, I'm Lawrence Davis. Let's do it. On the let's do it, it live on air. Yeah. let's, let's do it live on air. And also the let's get Dennis to the years, do it live on air. For the past
2: fifty years, we've been providing
5: well. the, the world's places. best Cuban cigars. When it comes to cigars, there's no other than South cigars from
0: Mayfair Knightsbridge.
3: We at South's would like to wish Men's
0: Radio Station
1: every support in their <laughs> task for helping men's emotional and mental well-being. Check them out, Men's Radio Station. Where
2: men really
0: talk. Do you want to hang out
5: and really know
2: that you've been listened to? Do you want to debrief and have a laugh and not have to fall down the same hole as every other man in front of you?
5: Then why not go to mensgroups.co.uk, download the Mens Group's ground rules, download the men's groups check in round there are loads of videos and you can just hit the ground running growing with other men
1: your call is important to us you are now number 15 in a queue
5: at profile insurance services we treat people as individuals you'll speak to a real person not a call center we're fast small independent and have a superb team of insurance specialists and they're really nice too Advice is totally free and we cover everything. Call 0208 931 3306. Listeners to Men's Radio Station won't pay a penny for admin fees. That's 0208 931
0: 3306. With Profile Insurance Services, you're covered. Hello and welcome to a brand new show coming very soon to Men's Radio. I'm Sandro Forte and I'm really looking forward to chatting to some fabulous guests all of whom will be sharing insights into what made them hugely successful or simply what they did to overcome some of life's challenges. The 40 hour is going to be interactive. Please do call in and speak to us as well as insightful, inspirational and educational. So don't miss the 40 hour coming really soon to Men's Radio. Let me tell you about German street theater. We are the smallest theater In the West End, only 70 seats. We are a registered charity and not grant-aided, run by a small team of volunteers and trustees. German Street Theatre is a hidden gem. It combines the comfort and convenience of the West End with the intimacy of a studio. Every seat has a perfect view of the stage and even a whisper is audible. This is a secret theatre in the heart of the West End, once found, never forgotten.
4: You're listening to Men's Radio Station Where men
1: really talk You know, sometimes it's Christmas every day And today it's Christmas Day Because something is happening Which I never thought I would ever live to see But it's fabulous Our special guests (laughs) are Nick Davis and Kevin Dillon Kevin Dillon, head boxing coach And uh, basically, uh, he's going to coach... (laughs) i don't know so how th- you find this so because user. the sight of you in boxing gloves is just
4: what, brilliant. trying to sort of All right, pull a chair out with here, we, here, gloves, we here, here we go here we well it's not okay, right, easier right here we
1: go so in the left corner weighing in at about 3 ounces now ladies and gentlemen <laughs> wearing, the s- wearing the lovely prince of wales Ch- jacket it's
0: weighing three ounces Well, you, weigh you nothing. Mark, there's, there's nothing dave. of you
1: fill oh, the hair day right now
0: you've got it you're going to have to Go. remember that, unfortunately the microphones aren't going to pick this up very well so let's let's give so it, what a we're going to do it so
1: this right. is all on facebook live Feet, believe me fun? if not Feet, watching, you're not okay, watching if zero.
2: you are so watching time. on the website Rust you definitely want to switch right,
1: right. yeah. over dave looking looking he's looking confident he's looking quietly oh, confident but not that confident
5: your left foot, a proud
1: step with his left foot. He's okay. taking, I don't want that. Wherever means. my
5: feet face, right? That's where my chest will face. So I turn them to the right. I've never come. no, sorry, this way.
0: Yeah, pay attention. Phil. Okay. Right. Here we go. Here
5: we go. Put your weight oh. on the back oh. foot. Okay, uh, putting his weight on his back foot. What has it so. boy face,
0: yeah,
5: and relax. relax. Hand. Hand. I'm, I'm super relax. relaxed. Okay, left
0: hand, right? What we're we doing, right? That Whacking it yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, like that, that would crush the launch. That yep. would really AJ's quaking that's in his cross. boots well, right now. I tell you, I'm telling you, it is like, the, yeah. it is like right Muhammad on. Ali is my inspiring goes, him.
5: My goes. My hand goes.
1: Look at this. Look at it's a hand so just say that one more Kevin time, right? Because okay, I'm Just suddenly come to life. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Okay, right. So handle six. So like that. that's it. Relax. That is the best strike I've ever seen. That is that
1: is frighteningly I wouldn't argue with you. Mrs B is laughing at me at the moment. No, surely not. Okay. It's like watching a
2: young Mike Tyson. It is unbelievable. Isn't
1: it? Wow. I heard that one. That's a good coach. That was an improvement there. Wait till Phil bites his ear. This is
0: really exciting. Yeah. The left hand's got. No strength at all when well, establishing not, this. Because your well, right right yeah, yeah, left, left hand jab,
5: left hand jab. The left hand's like throwing a dart. That's what it's, it is. The right hand's like throwing a brick. I don't
0: think Kevin's vision To be fair, when I actually throw a dart, it's a bit like throwing a brick. So, but anyway. So left, Left, right. Can you
1: so hear left? Can you the? Oh, sugar ray! <laughs> <laughs> that would right. be okay. if somebody okay. insulted Phil's clothes. Okay. That's what. Le- and again, and okay. Okay. left left front. Like right. Yes, please.
4: Whoa. Oh, he's done it again! You're going off. Right. Anyway, there now. we go. Should we get on with the show? I think. Can we get
0: a round of applause for Captain Serious? Bravo! Bravo! That was that was. A round of applause for you, Phil. definitely not
1: for me. Definitely not for me. Phil, now do you need to sit down? Do you need smelling? We you need a cut man here? We, we need, need a cut man, yeah. yeah. Right. Take the gum shield <laughs> out now, Phil. Phil, gum <laughs> shield. Oh, that's not a gum shield. you got to work the body now, <laughs> Phil. You've got to work that's, the that's body. That's a shock. Okay. Yeah, th- we, need Phil. we need we need James in the corner going, come on, you got him, you got him, he's out the rug, he's out the rug, you got him now, you got him now, come on. Can I just work say, I'm watching rock. this,
0: because the there's body. a slight delay, there's a slight delay on Facebook Live, you see, so I've just watched myself. That wasn't half bad. You're a very good coach, sir. Bravo. Thank
1: yeah. you. That's what he does for a living, of That's course. <laughs> ha- I love the way that we're surprised and no, slightly sur- no, su- no, condescending. I'm That's what the guy does me. for a living. And uh, well done. You can
5: coach. Well, we've oh. just had a lad called Osma Mohammed, who's just won the juniors. And he boxed for England last year. And I've had him since he was 10 years old. 15 now. On 50k. Sorry.
1: But Have a tea, cuppa I'm having my tea. I'm sorry. I'm desperate. And, um, well, this is it something, um, this is to my boxing coaching, uh, pal. Is it something you can recognize in somebody? If somebody comes to you and says, I want to be a boxer, do you ever say, I don't think so? No, because you'll still have a place in the gym. Some people aren't going to
5: go and win ABAs or even boxing a show, but I can still ABAs be a team member. ABAs, amateur, amateur Box- boxing association. Okay. But you could, uh, you can still be up there. The, the thing that got my me depressed the most, because I lost my eyes at three,
4: mm-hmm.
5: I was always very good at boxing, naturally strong, good reactions, and when I found out I couldn't box, it broke my heart. I and that. I went completely off the rails, and on and off the rails for the last day, all my life.
0: It's funny, because something similar happened to me. When I found out I couldn't box, it broke my face. <laughs> 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 but, but To be fair, <clears throat> it's, out, I of well sorry, you did well, out of wild curiosity, sorry. Did that? I'm so sorry. When, when were those gloves last washed? <laughs> <laughs> you do <didn't laughs>
1: know I'm going to get phone calls this evening. I put the gloves Not on. I put the gloves on. I have washed my hands <laughs> 57 times. If I get germs, I swear to God, I'm starting a new job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm gonna go You'll on. never see me Sunday ever again. No, no. that's <laughs> it. That's it. You and your stupid ideas. Um, anyway, Ke- Kevin. <laughs> you know, when you when were you told you couldn't box?
5: Uh, My dad probably always knew, but didn't want to tell me up until I was 11. Um,
1: And when you say, because these are important issues. Of course. uh, I know we muck about but but when you say you went off the rails, how did that manifest itself?
5: I was fighting, drinking, doing a lot of the stuff I shouldn't be doing. Really? Um, Because you were angry. Angry. Angry and... um, Hurt, I and and then when uh, my I started coaching at eighteen, and then some of my best friends uh, started uh, boxing, and I was better than them. And they, they'd go. And were win, better, you know, be, I'm, I'm not, sorry, I missed that. You were better, than better them. than them. Like when we were sparring and anything, I was better than them. And even though I was so happy that my lads had won.
1: It broke me up because I I, I couldn't compete. So Can once I again, a really stupid question. I oh, I'm sorry, know. it's a genuine <laughs> question. Um, is there no way, and I'm going, to throw, I'm going to throw this out to Nick as well? Is there no way that Kevin would have been allowed to box? Is that the It could It's laws and regulations. I, I'm an exceptional case, but if they
5: allowed me to do it, yeah. it would open the floodgates up for some other people. And
1: you know, there's laws and regulations. But now, as a 35-year-old bearer, I can understand that. But you but, see, when you joking aside, when you you transformed, you you put the pads on. Mm. And you became another person. Mm. Seriously, I mean, you—the mo- way you suddenly were moving, and the way you, you went into it—so it's very clear. A, you're very gifted, but B, it's within—it's in your DNA to do that. I, yeah. I could put the pads on; I would look like an idiot wearing pads. But you immediately transformed into this, uh, into this athlete. So my question, you know, is it—are there eye tests? I, I don't know anything about yes. boxing. I, I saw Ali fight in New York when I lived over there. That's it. Okay. Casual. No, Casual. that's that's my extent of my boxing. That I don't know anything else about it. When well, you have a medical, you
5: have to have an eye test where. Oh right. You, you have to have see. You read the number, you know the letters. Yes. And then you have a wee test to make sure diabetes and your kidneys and all that, and that's basically your medical. Hmm.
0: But um, so that's me screwed,
1: then. Huh? Straight away, <laughs> completely gone past any of that.
0: When and you that when you very yeah. sorry when you very first started coaching boxing, there must have been some element of fear. It was. I started off with the. Uh,
5: uh, the kids classes but I didn't want to tell blokes what to do because I felt like I hadn't done it hadn't done it but then my dad says well no one has done it more than you Kev. your first steps would be the all these shuffle and you've, you've oh, always yeah. you've always done it but as a young man you don't believe in yourself even though I knew what I was on bed, you wouldn't go up to Nick and say uh, Nick your foot's wrong and uh,
0: but I, I put it to you like this sir that would you think that if Simon Cowell by his own admission can't sing Mm. But if Simon Cowell gave you vocal coaching and said do this, do that and the other, would you listen to him? And the answer is yes, you would. So That's it doesn't so matter if you don't do it yourself. Mm. You are, I think people are more than capable of issuing sound advice whether or not they actually take part themselves.
5: Well, I've known brilliant boxers who can't coach at all because they only know their winning formula. And you couldn't get Ali to box like Lennox Lewis or Lennox Lewis to box like Mike
1: Tyson. You've got to work with what is on the table. You see, that's really interesting. It's you can't impart. I won't be. I guess the only analogy I could make for that is I couldn't tell anybody how to write, mm. or indeed broadcast. I could. I mm. could give the broadest hint of. Bro- I've been broadcasting since eighty four, so I could give the broadest hint. And you're now ninety. I'm ninety years old. Give me the boxing gloves. I'm be <laughs> smacky, right in the face, which will make me feel a lot better. And be my exercise for a month, <laughs> um, but I couldn't tell anyone how. Uh, so I could give you the broadest. I mean, uh, as you would, Phil. You've been producing, profe- you, you know, you're a professional producer. You've produced for many, many years, and you would be able to give the broadest brush strokes as to what to do in a studio, what not to do. But you couldn't say how to make somebody a good broadcast. So that be impossible, I couldn't. T- I couldn't tell anybody how to write. I could. I know when it's good writing, when it's bad writing, but I couldn't explain to you how to do it so I, I totally get I couldn't coach
3: do you, know, do you know one of the things that was really great when I first met Kevin uh, 13, 15 years ago was Kevin has a real capacity to learn and when he found out what I did he said can you teach me that and he said, because of his eyes, he was like. We went. We were teaching him neurolinguistic programming. You NLP. Know, about, NLP. Yep. About the senses and this, that, and the other. And Kev had a real thirst for learning. So we had a, we had a, we had a bit of a deal. And uh, I said to Kev, look, if you teach me, uh, if you give me boxing lessons, and I'll teach you NLP and sports psychology and stuff like that. And that's how we became firm friends. What
1: did you mean? Um, oh, I mean, it just knows Yeah, it. no, curious. no, what
3: it's, it's a really know? weird story. It's my dad. Uh, he's a retired headmaster. And he basically looks after kids who've been expelled from school and the local council basically says you've got to find them activities to do. He looked up a gym in Dudley, <clears throat> and he rang me. He said, look, there's this is amazing boxing gym. He said, the head coach is one of the GB coaches. He said, why don't you come down and train there? He's a lovely guy, Bob Dylan. Got to know Bob. Got to meet Kev. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will never not be amused by this. I love it.
0: <laughs> I can't help but wonder how, hey, many, coming come, backs. how many times <laughs> that must have plagued be, him over the years. Keep, keep your
1: hand up.
4: <laughs>
3: well, f- <laughs> the funny thing is, is Kev's got a couple of, <laughs> a couple of boxers called Tom Jones.
0: But but apparently, apparently, it's it's not not unusual. unusual (laughs) Oh dear! Anyway, you are listening to men's radio station on very similar wavelengths, apparently. (laughs) God, (laughs) to be (laughs) honest, it's it's too
1: much, isn't it? (laughs) But
4: yeah, from from, from <laughs> that, we know
0: it's gone bad though, because producer James is shaking his head. <laughs> That's when we know that we've we've, we've gone below the
1: stepped the mark, mm-hmm. even by James's fairly <laughs> generous standards. So anyway, so yes, N- NLP. Now a lot of our guests come in and they are practitioners of NLP, and uh, i I've never got involved with it. I'm, I'm interested in it because clearly for them and I, I and their advocates, it works a lot you obviously think it's the bee's knees
3: yeah i I think one of one of the premises of nlp is basically the study of excellence so what what the uh, the two guys that created it richard bandler and john grinder what they did is they modeled people so they might say we need to find a fantastic radio host and find out why they're so good so they find one for god's sake let us know he he (laughs) looked at
2: me when he said that so maybe there's something he was alluring (laughs) to he was like we need to find a fantastic
3: (laughs) radio host that wasn't that wasn't fraudulent (laughs) (laughs) So, what they would do is they'd <laughs> examine how that person, uh, what their thought processes were, what their muscle movements were, how they sat, what how they projected. Ev- every minute detail. So, if we have a, uh, say we were to model you, Russ, no, what we would do is we'd, we'd, we'd look at the way you were sitting, look at the way you're projecting your voice, ask you what you were thinking, looking at your eye movements, are you accessing pictures in your mind, sounds, feelings, and things like that, down to the kind of nth degree. Really? Really, honestly. And then they replicated these behaviors. They basically studied therapists. First. But re- they replicated these behaviors in others, so that you could model the behaviors, and basically, it's an accelerated version. Sorry, an accelerated way of learning things. So, my 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 my, my thing
1: with that is, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. My thing with that is, if you are, I'm never going to use the phrase X factor because it makes me want to chuck up. But if you if you see someone exceptional. I'm not talking about anybody in the room, but if you see somebody, ex- oh, all right, let's take Ayrton Senna. Let's take yeah. Ayrton Senna, all mm-hmm. right, who is what, my hero. And if you were going to do NLP on Ayrton Senna, arguably the greatest Formula One driver of all time, not in terms of stats, but in terms of ability,
2: is he the one that was in the crash?
1: Uh, yep, which I killed don't. him. Yes, yeah, so the most cool. awful, freak, <laughs> stupid, mm. stupid accident. Um, in the Williams, in, in Italy, at Tamburino Corner. Not that I'm uh, totally obsessed by it. <laughs> I, I was so obsessed that I, I, I had, a, a, he was so much of of a, of a. Of a um, I, I spent a week filming him, and I had a model replica. He had a very distinctive uh, Formula One racing helmet, which is in the colours of the Banco Nacional, and I had that always on my desk. And I thought, what would he do? You mm. know. So, but if you were to try and take <coughs> the NLP version of it and. He was so much better than anybody else and this is exactly what you've just done you would you, you by saying what would he
3: do. Mm is a uh, a sort of a simplified way of modeling his thinking patterns if that makes sense so what you would do you take elements so you might say Ayrton Senna Senna goes into those corners a lot faster than Mm. the rest of those drivers and breaks later why what is going on in his mind and then you replicate that in other people so in exactly
1: that way could you you see the thing was about Ayrton I'm I'm sorry I'm not I'm just using this as an example Mm. and he would always say I'm not thinking about the bend that I'm going around now. I am, in my mind, I am two bends ahead. <coughs> and that actually, I don't, I've driven a Formula One car once, scared the <coughs> hell out of me, but, uh, and, and I love it, I'm less now than I used to. But in life, I try to think, not what I'm doing now, but where's that in two, in two bends time, exactly the way that Senna. Uh, you know, yep. if something to aim for. Please do not think I'm likening myself in any way. What I'm thinking is that as a model.
3: Well, is it worth us doing the technique to show sure, you how to model those behaviours, for the for the we, listeners? We, we, would we, love love, we would love that. So uh, let's take boxing for an example so uh, well, just we wh- have to i think i've had
0: my share today
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well just just to show you exactly what kevin was doing there just showing you a straight left and a straight right and the pads so in order to model that behavior so it could be anything or it could be out and center it could be uh, confidence you know hmm. like, in fact let's use this for being more confident as it's men's radio station you know if people want to feel and present themselves a bit better let's use it for that it's probably okay. a bit simpler so what, what, what this is called is called the New Behaviour Generator exercise. And what you do is you, first of all, get yourself sitting somewhere quiet. So if you're driving or operating machinery, please don't do this. But if you're sitting somewhere comfortably at home, <clears throat> what I'd like you to do is just imagine that you're sitting in your very own state-of-the-art cinema. Ooh. and with your eyes closed now if you guys want to do, do this I yes, I please do it does this, right.
2: does this count as operating machinery I don't know. no no that's absolutely <laughs> <right>. james
3: no <laughs> one will notice the difference boom
2: when you hear a big crash in a minute or like everything distorts you know, like,
3: i'm going so I'm to do this all right i'm going okay, to so so take i'm going
1: to take my headset off
3: eyes closed. All right, hang on, hang on. eyes closed feet flat on the floor hands yeah. on your lap nice and relaxed just take a breath and just allow yourself to just settle in and just relax. Now, with your eyes closed, what I want you to do is I want you to imagine you're sitting in your very own state-of-the-art cinema. And there's a huge silver screen. And on that silver screen is the best you. So it's 5% better, it's 10% better. And I want you to see yourself on that screen doing that thing that you want to improve upon. So if it's boxing, if it's confidence, if it's radio presenting, if it's feeling happy or content or motivated, see yourself on the screen in as much vivid detail being that way. Really make the colors really rich and bright, make the sounds rich and clear, and just really watch yourself Seeing yourself do those things. How do you breathe? How do you stand? What are you saying to yourself? What's different about this new, more positive, confident you? And make any adjustments to that kind of movie that you want to. See the color of your clothes. See the expression on your face. See your shoulders, your posture, and everything else. Notice all the positive elements. Now what I want you to do is I want you to rewind the movie back to the beginning, but this time I want you to step into the screen, step into that new you, see through your eyes, hear through your ears, and feel exactly how you feel as you play this movie now, and allow your unconscious mind to encode all these behaviours at a deeper unconscious level. That's right. Just feel those movements, feel the differences. And as you feel and notice the differences as you play that movie, I want you to take a nice deep breath in, and whenever you're ready, just open your eyes, taking all the learnings with you. And I don't want any dead space on the radio, so I'll just continue to talk (laughs) as these gentlemen bring themselves back and tell me how you felt.
0: You're listening to Wren's radio station On a Sunday <laughs> afternoon It's live On eight years yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it worked for me I, think actually, I don't it's know if I can talk J- James, Any less James I'm going to ask
1: you A personal question no, and, and you don't have to answer If you don't no, it's not, where, where were you When you were Well, where was my picture Of a better no, me No, no, no Where, where, were, where were, you? were you at Am I, allowed to, I'm a, I allowed to ask
2: that Can I allowed to
4: Yeah Where were you at it. You don't have to where was, If it's awkward What I
0: were you watching On the screen
2: I was watching myself Being a better radio presenter where I Radio
1: presenter note.
2: Oh, Producer Oh no no no!
1: Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it, wait, I mean, As Freud says, <laughs> there are no mistakes.
3: It, it's, it's it's breaking news. We've got uh, Phil has challenged AJ to a to a fight. Uh,
1: <laughs> Hang on, I
0: don't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I think I know, when you were, were uh, when, when you were under, <laughs> you, did, oh, you got on the phone. You got on the phone to his manager, <laughs> and uh, apparently it's, it's on at the Wembley next week. Be ready. Start training. Excellent. It should be a good fight, mate. Be in bed with flu next week. <laughs> 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 in bed in traction next week. <laughs> it's
1: it's very really, it's very interesting. It, it's um it you know. I was there.
2: Yeah, let me explain. I was was there. I was there. Let me explain
3: the science behind it, because this is—they don't actually teach you in this in NLP, but this is something I found out uh, since. There was an Italian scientist who was um, observing the motor cortex movements um, in in monkeys. So basically, the monkey would have a—it was actually a nut—and it was wired up in the brains to find out which areas of the brain the monkey would use when it was when it was picking up the nut and, and eating it. So they measured it and they found out that when the monkey picked the the nut up it activated the motor cortex at the end of the the brain, the the motor neurons. Mm. And then what happened is when he was putting the apparatus away, the the, uh, professor picked up the nut and then he noticed that there was a slightly different brain area that was activated when the monkey was watching him do it. So what happens, these are called mirror neurons. So your mirror neurons fire off when you're trying to learn something. So if I was, um, so for instance, while you were watching um, Phil and Kevin. On the pads in your mind you may have been mentally rehearsing if you were to go next on the, on the movements. so what happens if yeah, you when no, you, he
4: wasn't no <laughs> <laughs> i was actually yeah. but I
3: was. well the interesting thing is when you watch motorsport mm-hmm. this is what will happen <coughs> you're you'll have subtle uh, motor movements in your muscles fired off by your mirror neurons as you take each corner because you're you love that sport so much you probably oh. feel yourself and you're probably one of these people that when they go around the corner you slightly lean with them and there'll be those slight movements it's like when kevin watches boxing because he's been around it all his <laughs> life his shoulders go twitches like this really? yeah I've and these it, are, yeah. these are mirror neurons and these how we learn so by watching something, so this this excellent technique that I've just shown you, if you use it time and time again, you can actually program your brain to understand certain movements of ways of breathing, behaving and everything else much more quickly. And that's what Kevin and I do with boxing in order to teach people.
0: And you know what's really curious about that is that it, that's exactly what was happening to me. I felt myself actually leaning in the direction I was leaning. As I was watching myself, I'm sure that was a massive shock. I was also looking at myself yep. trying to improve on my broadcast ability, but I then again I'd like to think I always do anyway I know yep. it doesn't always show but the but the point was is that in the in the film I that thought I you would have been
2: trying to be a boxer is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're shocked absolutely yeah. in, in the film yeah. that I
0: in the film that I was watching of myself it, I, for some reason I had just to explain this to anyone who's not watching on Facebook Live I was I was on a swivel chair so very much an office swivel chair with arms and I was leaning on my left hand side with the arm Resting on the armrest with my chin on my index finger as I was talking into the microphone. So, quite relaxed, typical sort of John Humphrey style, if you will, where it's sort of really relaxed. And I was actually interviewing, I don't remember off the top of my head which politician it was, but interviewing some sort of top politician. And I actually felt my left side mm. leaning as I was doing that, as I was watching that image of me.
3: Perfect. So, mm-hmm. I had
2: something similar where I was. I remember I was sitting up straight and mm. I was just naturally oh i I was naturally just sitting up. Yeah. Where I was I probably started like that and then as I, I was, had that image in my head I was
3: just have you noticed that both of you were doing the same kind of thing, but your posture changed?
2: Yeah, my posture definitely
3: Posture changed. is yeah. really, really important in terms of your projection and how you project yourself. Mm. You'll notice confident people, they send, stand a lot straighter, shoulders back. Mm. Um so, that, you know, this exercise, I hope the listeners have, um, you know, tried this as well, it's, it's a fantastic exercise for learning new behaviours or refining behaviours to become Im- even better so that you can accelerate your potential.
1: See, it's interesting, before I do, you're very demonstrative, the banging you can hear it's every time he makes a point, smacking the table here. Um, <laughs> Like being with an Eastern European dictator, it's bang. <laughs>
0: um, we, Luckily, we, our Russ knows how to put the guests at their ease. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, 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 because otherwise you're thinking, what,
4: what, what what's they that going to What it is they about? got roadworks next door. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> it's interesting. Before I do uh, any of my stand up shows, which is an hour and a half show, I immerse myself at home in watching hours and hours and hours of stand up. Not for the material, and before you think, oh, he's trying to get the material. No, I'm not interested in the material at all. Because I, I, write, I, write, I write it all, and you can't take other people's material. One, mm-hmm. it's morally crap. And two, it's, it's, as you were saying, it's what they do. It, it, it's them. What I do is, it's interesting, the exercise you just put us through is I look at, at their delivery styles, and some I would think, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I can see what they're doing, and then other, but I immerse my hours and hours and hours of it from all over the world. Uh, are there um, any
0: particular comedians that you will try and look to for inspiration? Y- for? Um, don't say if you don't want to, but it's no, just
1: no, out no, of it's interest. Not a, it's, not a, it's not a question. I, it's not the, so much the material; it's what what no, I am thinking even mean is material. what I am thinking is what makes them connect with with the audience. That is, uh, uh, you know, in boxing, you want to connect with your opponent, and I want to connect with with the audience. And I think what is the DNA that's making them. Really work out, and although the styles are completely Utterly different and so is their material if you took Michael McIntyre who's uh, His delivery style he rushes around and rushes around which I don't uh, which I don't do that's his style or if you take uh, Jerry Seinfeld Arguably one of the most successful stand-ups for a very long time or you take one of my own heroes, which would be George the late George Carlin um, It's they're just very engaging In very different ways, but they're very, uh, they're very engaging. And the the, and you know when you're talking about posture and the way you do it. When you're watching a lot of these shows, as I said before, the show comes up. That's my training, hours of this stuff, most of which I don't don't particularly enjoy. Some of which makes me crack up with laughter, and some of it I think don't get it. But the posture the moment they enter the stage you know what you're it's, it's extraordinary you know in instantly what you're in for but before the, they've opened their mouth
3: can I, can I just the Morabian, Mor- Morabian uh, principle says that 7% the Mara- what is Al- that? Albert Morabian was a uh, professor who studied linguistics okay. and he said that 7% of your communication is the words you use Uh, 37% is the uh, sorry 38% is your tonality the volume and everything else but 55% is your physiology, your gesticulation and everything else so that's exactly what you're saying because you know a set of words and a joke can be told by several different people Mm. but some people tell a joke and they tell it in a certain way that it's funny. And what you're studying, which is great without knowing is you're doing this same process, but studying their breathing, their pauses, their tonality mm. shifts and everything. And that's
1: what I think makes things funny. You see, it's interesting. One of the, la- not the last show I did, but I did a big show in, in, in London and there were a lot of faces in it, people coming, people who I admired and respect. And I was very worried about that because I felt that I would be judged. Mm. And the pros and some of them, a very very good friends of mine, said, "Ah, I could tell when you were getting tense at this bit," and and they were absolutely on it. They knew exactly where, uh, you know, where I wasn't happy and things like that. Extraordinary, really, and it all through, not through, not particularly the delivery, all through the body language. That happens through boxing as well. You see some lads
5: and girls in the, in the changing room; they're a different person. You see someone; it's you're fighting. AJ will go. I beat him today then it's the other ones and they've lost before they've got in and you know they haven't reached their full potential because the nerves have got them and that's what i have to keep reminding everyone we've all got the nerves we've and stand I up
1: so want to talk about that after but i really really do because i think that that whole notion of you've lost before you started is absolutely key to so many things in life
5: mm-hmm a job interview, going on the pool. Everything. If you doubt yourself going before you've done it. But if you say, <laughs> now she, listening. She, now she, listening. she's gorgeous, and you go, she won't like me, she won't like you. But if you go over there and you show your bestest self, you've got a chance. And that's with everything in life, isn't it? Don't let yourself beat you before you've had a go at it.
1: Well, we're going to talk about this at length. This is Men's Radio Station, Uh and we'll be back in
0: just a moment. Indeed, they really do talk. And we've had some fascinating talking going on this afternoon. You are listening to Men's Radio Station with Russ Kane, Phil Dave and James Blake. We are with you live in Covent Garden until three o'clock this afternoon. So we are already halfway through this show. But the good news is we've got another half to go. And we'd very much like you to be a part of that half. We'll come back to our amazing guests, Kevin Dillon and Nick Davis in just a moment's time. But you have heard some of the subjects that we're bringing up. On today's show, we were speaking a little earlier on about whether or not it's ever okay to criticize people so openly and so, I suppose, Vitriolic, viciously. Vitriolically is the perfect word I was trying to define. Because frankly, it seems to be that it's ever acceptable in society now that people believe they have a somehow given right to criticize others to the most brutal degree, seemingly brutal degree, anyway. And so we'd very much like your thoughts on that. You can get in contact with us, preferably by telephone. That is absolutely the way we want to hear from you, first and foremost. And you can call us on 0203 290 4411. That's 0203 290 4411. No, jingle, not yet. And you can also contact us on social media. You can get us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash men's radio STN. Or on Twitter and Instagram, we are at men's radio stn but we were also talking just before the break with our guests about feeling that sense of having lost before you've even tried to fight for something so that's also an emotion a sensation that if you can relate to that we would very much like to hear how it impacts on your confidence because it is ultimately about confidence and ability in order to do something and therefore we would love for you to use exactly the same contact methods to tell us about how that potentially impacts on you
1: yeah I'm, I'm i'm curious because this whole losing before you've even even started it's it goes through life in in such a deep deep way and you can talk yourself. i think so many people talk themselves out of a situation before they've even before they've even given it uh you know given it a chance or or, or given it a go and what would be the techniques? If you're going to talk about n- NLP, we have an NL, NL national, na national? national, national, national lines, uh, <laughs> productivity, NLP, <laughs> Neuralistic ling- neuro-linguistic programming, thank you, um, I didn't know it. Um, how, do you, how do you psych yourself up?
3: So one of the things that Kev was saying is, you know, people, people think that uh, successful people don't have anxiety. Mm. Whereas, what I love now is the, you know, there's been a real shift with the media and things like that, and loads and loads of successful people are coming out now saying, God, you know, when I did that that w- amazing performance, I was absolutely petrified. Madonna says that she has panic attacks where she thinks she can't breathe, and so many people are coming out now and admitting to those things. That we're now, was realizing- that the
0: problem, was at Eurovision? She couldn't <laughs> breathe properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> happened. Now we know. That's a whole
3: new show. That I, I yeah. think it's, uh, <laughs> next week on Men's Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that state of anxiety, and it was something that you said, Russ, as well. It was you know when you were doing your comedy shows, it's the fear of being judged by our peers, the fear of being embarrassed, the fear, and, and all it is is a fear of rejection. And if you think about it, why, why is the fear of rejection really so, so bad? You know, a, a the re- desk, the desk. Could, could I just <laughs> interrupt, Nick? <laughs> I'm going to make
1: you sit on your hands in a minute. I'm Me and Nick no?
5: did um, a confidence seminar at the Lions Boxing Club. And we had from super heavyweights, which are like 18, 20 stone growlers, to like two stone little. And we said, what, what five things are we all frightened of? And they said, hurting myself, someone I love hurting myself, getting sick, and they we, were like, come all this. Mm-hmm. And Nick said, being embarrassed. And everyone looked, said, what do you mean? Said, who would rather get into this ring and knock the snot, let him knock the snot out of here or to go and ask that girl to go for that job interview to read this piece of paper. And and everyone said, everyone put their hands up. Said, so you would put yourself in physical harm before you go and do something that could make you feel uncomfortable.
0: And Curiously and Northern Expression knock the snot out <laughs> From the Midlands The Midlands its <laughs> not the North People <laughs> from yummy. the Midlands It'll get well very upset unlocked, if you yeah. say that from the North but but The North is beyond, beyond the Watford Gap well, It's, like, it's I north, I north of the know. Watford Gap
1: And it's, it's, a, it's a grey area to you You have no idea where it is
5: But the fear of embarrassment Holds us back through so much And that I think where people get Misunderstood We're all the same we all want to be loved. We all get angry. We all want to succeed. The only
1: thing that's really different is how we're taught. And you're t- both very lucky. I'm, I'm sorry to jump in, but it just really occurs to me, the thing that binds you two is you both had very supportive fathers. Yes. Very supportive fathers who really guided you in a, in a great way. He said, leaving a huge <laughs> gap, and you can fill that in yourself. It's really interesting.
3: Well, this is quite interesting because we were doing some i was doing a, a talk about knife crime uh, last week and one of the things that came out they were saying that a lot of people involved in crime and you know it's rife at the moment and a lot of the things have identified now is people who haven't either got f- present fathers in families or role models and one of the things kevin and his dad are absolutely amazing at is creating box at the boxing club where boxing is actually their family where they've got the role models in there. And this is one of the things and why I'm so glad Kevin's on the radio with me today is I said to him like, well, for the last 13 years, you've got to tell your story. You've really got to get Mm. this story out to inspire people to say, you know, just, just come in here on the tube today. Kevin was explaining the difficulties. You want to see him on the escalators, right? So I can see the escalators clearly. And then I'm thinking, oh God, I haven't been on escalators with Kevin before. How how are we going to do this? So he he puts both his feet on the gap between the stairs. And I'm thinking, he's going to fall in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then he does this little shimmy with his feet. And his feet go right. And I went, how did you learn that? And he said, Jedi, that's my (laughs) nickname at the club. (laughs) He said, I have ways of doing everything. The last thing, and I said to Kevin, if you want to hold my arm through this or do this, nope, I just want to look normal. I want to be normal. And he has ways. And, And another thing he did in the club is... He sometimes he'll put his arms out like this, and somebody goes, "Oh, does he think he's tough walking like that?" And I think it was his dad said to him. He said, "No, there is whiskers." Mm. And when he puts his arms like that, it can brush past uh, things. So he so off
5: it with my elbows and my shoulders. That's my distance finding my shins. So whether like if walk through a doorway or you'll clip something just to know
2: you're in range or you're there's a door there or something just to give you yeah that little just bit to perspective. know. I know that um, Ray Charles used to always use the side of his shoe. Yeah. He used to always tap it against the wall to know where the wall was. So he'd always walk close to the wall and he'd always tap his shoe.
5: What an inspiring man he was, you know what I mean? I know he had his demons, but what a, you know, as a visually impaired person, and when I watched his movie, didn't really know much about him. No, no, no. But but never had a cane, and when he used to walk places, he used to remember how many steps he took. But if I'm going down a flight of stairs, I'll always come to him and they are. that way, the next time I'm down, I'll, I'll glide down them.
1: Oh, because you'll just know... I'll just know how many there. For every flight of stairs you do, you can remember how many stairs are. Not for real life, but if I, like, where's the toilet? And people will say, down
5: there. And I go, down there's a long way if you don't know where you're going. <laughs> but I find it, but then I'll store it in my memory. And I still go back to, like, pubs, and I still remember the toilets. As long as it's not a club and it's like, 100 people in there, and It's all I'll always find my way back there because I've set it in my mind, so I haven't got to ask help again
2: one of the the things that really impressed me is that when you came into the studio you sort of just walked in and like sat down and you like walked over to me you went oh hi james you shook my hand and i was like well i'm kev dylan you know that's what i do and but it was just because obviously i knew coming in you were visually impaired and i was like i was expecting sort of sorry you know to have to sort of guide you but you're like no you just sort of walked in you sat down i was like are you really you know what i mean i was like
4: really
1: yes and it was really impressive how come his jedi where you should be jedi He's (laughs) He's <laughs> he's called Super Kev. <laughs> <No,
3: super> Kev. <laughs> I got a few names. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: some techniques for like the people are terrified about job interviews. I mean there's certain things that would really scare me and there's other things that don't don't scare me at all. We all have very different different things. Um obviously public speaking I get anxious I <laughs> I, uh, there's good nerves and bad nerves. Yes. And good nerves are if you're not slightly nervous, then you will never do a good yeah, job. Yeah. Which means you're far too casual, that you haven't thought about it, you're not focusing, and all of those all of those elements. But that's good nerves because you're kind of also a little bit excited. Bad nerves is I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't prepared correctly. Um, I'm underprepared and I'm not in not in the zone. How do you get in the? Z- you know? Because that's tough. Yeah. To get in the zone is, is so important in, in whatever you're doing.
3: I, I think the first thing is you need to you need to give yourself a marker for where you are. So let's talk about a job interview, something like that. Um, so the first thing is you would give yourself a mark of between zero, where you're not nervous at all, and ten is where you're super nervous, the worst you've ever felt. So firstly, admit that level of anxiety you've got, whether you're boxing, presenting, uh, you know, just doing stand-up comedy or anything like that. And then the first thing I say to people is. When you feel that, the first thing you need to do is loosen your posture. So loosen your muscles and everything else. So sitting back in the chair. So prior to whatever you're doing, get hold of your posture. So loosen the muscles, and then do some diaphragmatic breathing. For those of you who don't know what diaphragmatic breathing is, the it? three of us then. Uh,
1: okay, the so... Two, the two, the two, two, <laughs> I know
3: what it is. Yeah, so uh, just to demonstrate. So if you pop your hand on your tummy, just below right, your ribcage. Me.
1: Right, here, where, here. Yeah, right.
3: that's it, just yep. but it's kind of thumb on your shoulder plexus. And when you breathe in, what you do, instead of pushing your shoulders and your chest up, you push your stomach out. So it's... That's it, hold the breath, and then when you breathe out, just dump the breath. And if you do two or three of those, and what that will do, that will regulate your breathing. And when you regulate your breathing like that,
1: it's it not helping me at all. I'm going absolutely honest with you. The yeah, other yeah. thing was amazing. This is not helping me in the least. So uh,
2: you have to. I think you have to be in a nervous state, don't you? Because I used to do yeah. it. When we first started doing this, I used to do it before the show. Hmm. I used to sit hmm. there. and That's I when, when you it. were good. That background <laughs> was good. Back
3: <laughs>
1: background good. That's like when care. you didn't get cocky. But I still do a little bit.
3: So, the, we well, the best thing. way it works is because you were sitting forward, yeah. so you're not sitting back. So, if you just sit back right. for a second, that's it. And then what we do is I'm going to just do what we call a hand drop. See, it hasn't dropped, so that means he's got issues of control case no. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <So think>. really, <laughs> don't, really don't we hadn't
0: noticed that at all it's never come years. there's
3: always a reason when these things don't work and we found out so, so as he sits back is that's it sit back nice there we go and then we'll try and get it okay. okay. oh ridiculous. Russ, well, this, on, Russ,
0: is,
4: this is lady. shocking
3: <laughs> honestly let
0: that go <laughs> just let your hand drop Oh my God! Oh, wow! No, he really can't <laughs> let go. Okay, I really no. need to do some work with I you. actually <laughs> That's better. Here's the thing. I've yeah. got a question
1: for you, uh, and it's all about me, just for a second. Yeah. But yeah. it's very. But, but as we've got an expert here, I mean, um, I've written a novel. It was a three-year project, basically from start to finish. It's out now. <clears> plug. We, uh, no, 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 no. There's a reason <laughs> why. Available. No, 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 no. Just oh, bear with oh, me. Good uh, bear scores. with me, Phil. Bear with me, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> without... Just shut up. Right. So. The official book launch is this week, all right? I can't remember the last time I was so nervous about something. Now, this is very – let me just put this Mm. into some sort of context for you. The book is out there. I'm not changing the book. There's nothing I'm going to do about it. It's a big, epic sort of 400-page book. It's finished, done, right? The early reviews have been great. I have no idea, and I'm trying to – Contextualize it for myself. I'm trying to just work out why on earth for weeks I am more nervous about this stupid launch, this event, than kind of anything else I've done in recent years. And so you're done a
0: can, I, can I answer that? Is it because it means so much to it you?
1: It means me? a lot to me. It's, it's so so means vulnerable. huge. Yeah.
0: But
3: the other me. thing is, it's a f- yeah. the fear of being judged. Yeah. So let's just say everybody loves it. It's absolutely fantastic. That anxiety will wane. But the biggest worry we have is that everybody says, it's rubbish, it's awful. And then because it's a a labor of (laughs) love.
1: You're such a thin ice, boy, you have no idea. You hear that cracking sound? That's you. (laughs) My career. (laughs) No, the interesting thing is this. you know, I have tried to uh, be very uh, theoretical about it. Mm. So this is the event, not the judgment of it. So the book, they're not going to judge me at the event. They're not going to say, oh, I don't like the cut. There's going to be no judging at the event, but it's a huge event, but I just don't understand why. I'm being very open here. Is that yeah. Why it's that's the
0: first time you can see people's reaction. You'll
1: actually. But uh, I'm getting reaction on Facebook all the time, and people are really great. You can really see, it.
0: You can see it. it. I'm not being funny. When You write something down, you can take it in whatever context you mm. choose to interpret it. When you see someone face to face, Nick, I'm not yeah. doing your job. I really want yeah, you to correct me if I'm going wrong here. But if you see someone face to face and you can gauge instantly their reaction, is that what is possibly the underlying? It's
1: fit?
3: being
0: face to face. Not that. It's not even that. I, I actually cannot
1: rationalize what it is completely irrational, but because people, the worst case, they'll come along, they'll have something to eat, they have a drink, they meet, meet lovely people, it's in a fabulous setting, they'll have a nice time, all right? Worst case scenario, the food won't turn up, the drink won't turn up, nobody will turn up, well, that's not going to happen, but, you know, I just cannot rationalize in my head, and I'm asking nlp expert what on earth it is that I, i'm surprised by mm. myself i'll be
3: honest but what's your biggest fear though the, you'll be projecting images because you're always moved up to to uh, access an image of what you're worried about briefly but what's the image you've got in your head that's the worst case scenario that you're absolutely petrified about mm. i
4: don't know
3: and, and, don't and, and, know. and it's, Phil, it's, it's
1: an un, it's an unknown low-level anxiety mentioned your dad I a few times though hmm?
5: you've mentioned your dad a few times in this show is it something to do with him um mm. Oh yeah, Ooh. Kevin, that was super care. Yeah. Super yeah. 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 Do, 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 do. do You know what? I've nailed it. Do
3: you on, uh, know what? See you later, boys. <laughs> <Do> you know <laughs> what? You fell too early. Obi
1: wan Obi 1 from the Midlands. Um I Love think you're can you're <laughs> <laughs> Do You know what? You're absolutely right. That's so weird. You have just put your finger on the problem. Yeah. Wow. You're absolutely right. You'll get used to this. <laughs> uh,
5: I know
1: exactly in, introducing I men, I know exactly men's
0: radio station, men radio, men's radio stations. New resident psychotherapist <laughs> <Okay>. Kevin <laughs> Dillon. <Everybody. laughs> he'll he'll have a show before long. I know
1: exactly what it is, but it's too personal to share. I'm super clear. Where it's men really w-
0: talk. Mm.
3: <laughs> all right, no, all right, okay. Where you, where all right. You no, are, no, no, it's fair.
1: Right, I've got, a, I've got a No, no, no. I, t- I, I tell you, know what? Um, One of bullshit, our bullshit walks and station. bullshit walks and money talks. So it's not fair. If I ask our guests to be open and honest, and that's why we set up the station, I, exactly what it is. Uh, my uh, late dad, who was a lovely man, but he hated anything which looked like showing off. So when I used to do panto. I did Pante for nine years and huge, huge shows. Not some you know, these shows were like back then taking about one and a half million at the box office, that were massive. And I said, You're gonna come and see it? Well, what else are you running around like an idiot for? And wow. it's like yeah, I mean yeah, when like I was interested, well you had very supportive that I mean, when you yeah. get that you think, I've got to do this show twice today mm-hmm. and that's in my head. So like two thousand people are coming for both shows, you know, like fifteen hundred seats, I think it was and you think, wait a minute and you said to Dad are you going to come and see me? And he goes, what do I want to see you running around like an idiot for? Mm-hmm. Um, not only it's very hurtful, but it's also uh, you think, does everybody think that? So the thing about the launch, it's really interesting, Kevin. I could not actually rationalize it. And now it's completely clear. It's that because I'm saying, well, it's, today's all about me, which, which I don't like. I know, And these guys know I'm actually not like that. I don't like that at all. I never like being the center Oh, if I'm in, at a show and I'm in the audience and somebody, you know, somebody on stage, I die. Even if I know them, even if they're a friend of mine, if they say something, I'm
0: absolutely dying. May, even if I've known them for 20 years. And what's curious is in all the years I've known you, it's now suddenly just clicked as to why you hate being centre of attention. Is mm. because I you you, you must associate it with mm. awful memories. I do. do. No,
1: do I, I, absolutely, I absolutely do associate it with, with t- terrible memories. So... Uh, to have over 100 people coming to this venue and it's all, you know, it's all gone sort of gone crone like topsy, uh, delightful. But also then you've got the other half of you thinking, oh, shit, this is going to be rough. So that's what it is. Kevin, you're a genius. He is a genius. And, and would, you, would you like uh, a technique to resolve it? I, I would love a technique to resolve it. <clears throat> Is it
0: better than diaphragmatic breathing? It's it's got to be better. It's got to be better than the breathing. It's the
3: third third thing, and the reason Mm. the breathing didn't work is because there's this voice. It's the internal critical voice. Ah, yes. So the internal critical voice will probably be your father's voice saying, "Look at you showing off in front of all these people." Mm. Does that make sense? Well, I think you just summed it up. Okay, so well, Kevin, this is Kevin's the genius. Emotional. (laughs) Now, I want you all to do with this. We all have a critical voice. So, James, you have a critical voice in your head that will tell you whatever you want to do next. It'll be my so, voice.
1: This is what's why worrying. Voice yeah. <coughs> my worry. Oh, yes. right.
3: <laughs> <It's laughs> literally in my so, head. right. It is that one. So, and the same with you, Phil, and everybody else listening. So, what we mm-hmm. want you to do is there's a position in your head that you'll hear that voice, and normally it will be behind you sometimes because a parent normally does this. So, visually, you'll be able to see this. When they talk down to you, they'll say you're doing this terribly and this that and the other. so i'm gonna how I'm... weird is that to, to anyone yeah.
0: who didn't watch facebook live <coughs> and wondered what happened just then it was a case of nick standing behind russ by his right shoulder talking into his ear
4: from talking behind. down
3: to him as well yeah in down. the position where i was talking down so this is normally where the voice exists so what i want you to do is i want you to get your hand and imagine taking that voice and pulling it out in front hang of on, you. I'm taking
1: my headset off to do this properly. Yep, so you've so, got Hang on.
3: take the voice from wherever it is behind your head and ma- just imagine the father is in your hand and he's a figurine. And pull it out in front of you. Or if you can pull the voice or just imagine it's in front of you. So just, that's it. So imagine you're pulling your dad. And there's a small bit of a figurine of your dad here saying mm. those things he did. What are you doing messing around, showing off there? Mm-hmm, Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Now put a curly red wig on him and put a little clown's nose. Can't do this. Okay, I can't, can't do it absolutely, no, absolutely do you mind I was going to say I'm really sorry no way
0: no way I could do that no no okay. and it's really I'm so pleased you said that because did you notice I stopped because my voice I would it's not that I don't wish to talk it's actually in case anyone in the family is listening to this right. would cause me problems if I said who that voice was yep. I'm not going to say who it is but the point is that out of respect for that person despite what they were like yep I can't do, that
1: I, do would, that I would never do that because oh. i would never disrespect my parents
3: okay
0: yeah. so th- th- let me just
3: make a uh, slight change on this so what, what we're not doing is we're not taking the whole of that person out does that make sense no so so we're, we're not one person does that make sense you're a number of different things for us you're yeah, a radio that, presenter mm. you're a father you're a friend you're does mm-hmm. that make sense you're a stand-up yeah, yeah, comedian yeah, loads and yeah, 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 loads yeah, yeah, of different yeah, things yeah. there might be a part of you that says you suffer with road rage or something like that so what I might do to you, Russ, I'd say, you're, you're an amazing guy, but the road rage bit, let's pull that out and let's identify that and make some changes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. all I'm asking you to do is not take the whole person out, we're just taking that negative behaviour.
5: It's changing from being a scary person to turn it into something that you're no longer frightened of, basically. Does, Does that make sense? When we make had sense?
3: The Christopher Jones in, he did something
1: very similar with phobias didn't he? Well, that was the phobias that the work he did with you, Phil, was absolutely brilliant. blind. I was still so brilliant. freaked out it's by a that.
0: Fred, good friend of mine, Christopher. He's any, meeting us after the show. What, what to a, anyone it was, it was, who does not know or didn't listen to that particular episode, I was about as sceptical of the whole thing as you could possibly imagine. My heart was not in it when he was telling me what to do. I was almost humouring him, if yep, I'm honest. Yep. And I was... Mm. genuinely dumbfounded when actually it works so yeah. despite me not taking it seriously mm. following his instruction genuinely did do something and I'm still so freaked out by it yeah. because I'm so convinced most of this is almost placebo because you've got to actually think along the lines of someone who believes in what cause or not what cause what uh, what treatment yeah. you, you're giving yourself and I couldn't believe it really really good I well, still can't m- is it's still mind? working by the way do you know, genuinely, the other day, I'm I'm really not kidding when I say this. For those, again, who weren't listening, I, I announced that my fear was of wasps and bees in particular, because I was stung when I was a child and just never really got over it. And there was a wasp that buzzed past me the other day. And although, yes, I flinched because that is the default mode, certainly wasn't as... An overreaction as I might have once done which would be if I'm honest run to the other side mm. of the road can't be doing with them at all
5: well Nick cured so. me of my phobia of needles because when I had meningitis uh, lose my vision and I couldn't see needles coming I was having needles and lumbar puncture and oh, so I had a lifetime no. petrified of needles then <laughs> in 2012 I found out i would got hemochromatosis which is you any bit of iron I have I store it store it in my blood so i have to go for viny sections which is any an, what, say that again as no. hemochromatosis yes which is which is, is where i again. store iron so every steak, every point of Guinness, every i store the iron but the only way you can get rid of it is by being bled so that you have a, a, a needle Ooh. about three inches two inches three inches and it goes into your veins and you have to be bled and i had to have this done every week for a year and i was having panic attacks so i was, so i went and saw nick and he got me over it and i'd held this lifetime fear because I thought, you know, it was a rational fear. It hurts. It hurts. And nowadays, it doesn't bother me at all. I just put put my arm out and they do it. But he he saved me that to get over it. Because you know, when you've had something for so long, your wasps. And to some people, it's oh, don't be saft. But mm. to you, it's a crippling fear. Mm. And he he allowed me to get over that after like thirty years of having this fear. I, I honestly don't care about them now. You see but that? I would
0: stress that I think needles is a perfectly rational phobia, and I'm not just saying it because I don't go anywhere near the things. I can't bear it, anything like it. You'll notice I have no tattoos. I have no piercings. It's because you come near me with a needle. Says you. I, I have. If anyone comes near me with a needle, I will <laughs> borrow one of those boxing gloves. Don't try it. He's trained you. I've been trained <laughs> up now. So he knows what he's doing. Belt. No, he's deadly. The he's point deadly. is, though, that if you forgive the like pump a lethal weapon. I didn't mean to make a pump genuinely. But... The point of the story is that i just i i, I don't think it's irrational you know why why wouldn't there be the fear that someone is going to hurt you
3: there's different levels though if you're having a, a needle inserted that's going to help your health then it becomes irrational there should be a certain amount of discomfort because the needle's going in there but it shouldn't be to the state where you would stop somebody doing that if it were to improve your health does that make sense
0: it does and what's curious actually with, with, with me in particular is that my Fear is quite focused in the sense that it's not the needle. I know a lot of people look at needles and then they get really freaked out by them. Mm. I can look at needles, it doesn't bother me at all. It's actually the penetrating of the skin yeah. that makes me physically sick and genuinely physically sick. I have been ill mm. by but watching it It's very interesting because I've been around, unfortunately, needles
1: far too much in my life and it doesn't bother me at all. don't even, don't even think about it. I mean, it doesn't bother mm. me. The whole process, none of it bothers me. And I'm not being blase, there's a load of things which really bother me. That doesn't bother me in the least. No,
0: on the, on the, I'd say you don't know how lucky that
5: is. Because be when I was a child, and it's like you and your old man, it's, I think if things happen when you're a kid, you hang on to them for right or for wrong, don't you? Because you've learned either to be frightened from it or to love it from a young age and you take that with you on your journey.
3: It's actually an unconscious, <clears throat> excuse me, it's an unconscious pattern where the, the limbic system in the brain stores the memory And it it thinks that you were out of control. So um, what it does, it stores the memory. And whenever you go back to those memories, it just kind of freaks you out. If that makes sense, but this is the kind of work Christopher and I do to resolve these fears, phobias. It's funny, it's funny how
2: you mentioned control there, and we don't have a lot of time to really go into it. But I'd, I'd like to explore that idea of control and how it's yeah. a lack of control. Can we do that, that
0: after the break?
2: Yeah. Do we, can,
1: we? Uh, p- can you guys hang around? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. we
0: afternoon. I, th- I personally thought that when you were saying about exercising control, <clears> you were going to say we've got no time for this. We'll come back after the break.
1: Well, that's why he's a top producer. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> starving a new job tomorrow morning at oh my god, o'clock. And who's joining him? Hello. (laughs) Right. uh, You're listening to Russ and Phil Dave, James Blake, with our fabulous guests, Nick Davis, Kevin, Super Dylan. I think today we're really living up to the uh, to our strap line which we came yeah. up with. Men's radio station where men really talk. And people say, Oh are you can talk about sport, are you can No, we're gonna talk about things that you don't normally Talk about that's the whole ethos. Uh, I'm what's left of Russ Game with Phil Dave and uh, Rocking the Decks doing the Super Bowl pose as <laughs> always. Uh, James <laughs> Uh with uh, Nick Davis and Kevin Dillon, son of Bob Dillon. <laughs> I,
4: <just laughs> I will not get <laughs> bored.
1: I am not going to get bored to say Kevin Dillon's. Dad is Bob
0: Dylan. <laughs>
1: just if you have
0: just tuned in, that's genuinely not a joke. Kevin's dad is actually called Bob Dylan. <laughs> but it's obviously not the freewheeling <laughs> Bob Dylan. There are no blood on the tracks.
1: Do every Dylan gag you like. Can you imagine when he goes, the, the, the eulogies are just oh, going to be endless. They're going to be endless. Anyway, goes. on that really cheerful note. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking because. Uh, you know, and then everyone would say oh I loved him really when was the last time you listened to Bob Dylan oh well you know back in the 60s yeah, a million years
0: ago <laughs> it's true but diehard Dylan fans are diehard Dylan fans it's true it's amazing how much respect and love we have for someone in hindsight it's oh, a it's terrible true. shame we don't tell them that when they're actually here isn't
1: Isn't Isn't that the truth you know, it, it, I'm sorry to digress just for a second guys but it's the thing about social media you know somebody dies that you haven't heard I'm not being rude sad they died for the family kind of irrelevant for most of and they go Oh, no, tragedy, you know, Fred Jones has died at only 88, and you go, well, when was the last time you bought one of his records? What are you talking about? Why is it a tragedy? A,
0: he's 88, and B, if you loved him so much, you've never talked about him before, so it's a nonsense. And actually, you can always tell the person who is genuine or not if they are actually gutted by one of their so-called idols passing away. This genuinely happened the other day on social media when I saw someone who I have a great deal of respect for in our particular industry writing how devastated they were that Roger Moore had passed away oh, to which I commented along with quite a few others saying you do realize that was two years ago now um it's incredible isn't it no it's response incre- whatsoever no, of so not. actually <clears throat> this individual is using the passing of Sir Roger as a way of making themselves look a little more emotionally in touch with people but it's totally backfired on them because they were really and clearly too <clears throat> daft to recognise that Roger Moore had actually died in 2017. Precisely. So I saw, anyway. I saw, I saw, saw the same thing myself. Now, um, <laughs> today has
1: been incredibly instructional and a little bit of a seminal moment for me. And I'm not going to go back through it again because it was way too emotional for me. Uh, but really interesting. It's taken me all this time. For weeks, I've been saying, I don't know why I'm feeling about the way I do. And uh, supercap has... Um, Pointed it out. Just imagine what you could do if you had full vision. <laughs> well, that used to be. Um, <laughs> that
0: was one of can you things. imagine the guy's like a genius? There's just, a strap line if ever I heard it. The, the, guy, the
1: guy's incredible. The guy is inspirational, and you and you think, wow.
0: I put it to you that they always sort of, there's there's always this notion, and Kevin, I'd be really really interested if you believe this to be the case or not. There's always this notion that for someone who maybe has an impairment with a certain sense, that other senses are magnified, are heightened. Do you believe that to be the case? Have you, do you I, mean, I know that you don't necessarily know different, but do you believe that to be the case with yourself? Uh,
5: I'd like to think so, but probably not. I think what, what it did give me was a, a
0: greater scope of empathy or a greater scope of... Well, it's done wonders for positivity. I say that for nothing. It's un- unbelievable how positive you are. It's amazing. But I'm not always positive, and this is what I want people to realise.
5: No. I have my down days, you know, and I'm down, and I've suffered with depression, and I've suffered with anxiety, and this is the end result you're seeing me today. But don't feel like I'm positive twenty-four-seven because that is make-believe. That's that. You know, if you see someone's positive all the time, they're plastic. Mm. Embrace the time. Mm. Go into the dark room, Winston Churchill used to call it his black dog, I call mm. it the dark room.
4: Mm.
5: Longer you spend in that room, harder it is to find that door to get out. So pop in, have a belly full, and get out. Because as long as you're in there, gang, harder it is to get out. Now
1: this is something which is a common theme here on Men's Radio Station, <coughs> is, is discussing de- depression. Oh, actually, we could stop any other subject. Quite Fr- frankly, every show talk about depression, but we don't. Um, for a whole raft of reasons, because there's so many other things to cover. Now least when of all it's depressing and it's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I didn't go there ah, this is the whole new ah, me this is a whole ah. new me no not really uh, so um it won't last I mean, of course it won't <laughs> last. You're crazy um when depression hits when the black dog comes etc the, the to try and find the door out of your dark room as you you've put it all this ghastly space which you find yourself in uh, it's much easier said than done so i i like your chirpy optimism about you know get the longer you stay. of course no one wants to be there mm-hmm. and anyone who's suffered from it you know it's mm-hmm. just awful but getting yourself out of it it's is awful. A, it, it's a monumental task do you have any techniques do you have any tips what do you do in other words let's let's make it personal what do you do I remember i went to the doctors and they tried to give me tablets mm-hmm. and i thought what
5: well, you give me tablets to mask something so i got in touch good friend i've known him for a long time and he helped me and i talked to nick and he gave me the professional answers because sometimes you go and sit with your mates in the pub and they go "Ah, pull yourself together kev mm-hmm. and if yeah. you go i'm, so I'm so an adult man, man, yeah. man up champ no, no. yeah. right, but sometimes it's great to just sit down with your wife or your partner or and just talk and sometimes it's great for them not to say anything and you just talk sometimes when I was traveling I'd bump into someone at the bar and I'd confess my soul because I knew I was never gonna see him
1: again so I could be completely I can't believe open. what you've just said first of all you bump into somebody <laughs> bearing your situation and then I'm never gonna see him again <laughs> so you have a in a, a fantastically droll uh, self referencing way of life mm. that is in one sentence if you can't, ref- just genius, if you can't reference yourself who
5: you
4: can yeah
3: You think about it, it's
1: absolutely genius.
3: Kevin nearly uh, nearly upset the whole tube train by having a conversation with somebody. Whoa. You're you're in London, mate. Oh, no.
1: We we don't do that We don't do that. He's changing lives
3: every
0: day. Don't even look up. I'm twitching thinking about that. Yeah, I got (laughs) really
3: nervous. He got engaged in a conversation and everybody got embarrassed. No, well, we've all. And he was going he said this is what I do wherever he goes you know whenever he's on holiday he will get to know everybody by the end of the holiday he's just that character yeah
0: but I put it to you if you go on holiday it's a little easier to do it than when you're actually on the London Underground where nobody oh, yeah. talks Nobody. but talks. they did they
5: talked to yeah. me back and I think we've become so frightened of talking he'll think I'm a weirdo he'll think I'm a... a lot of people don't Or maybe they do it first and then they see no, you they
0: genuinely do. no 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 they I, I'm I'm public... regrettably they I'm on, probably do and I'm it's on terrible transport
1: the whole time uh, dashing about and uh, I would no more think of talking to somebody than flying to the moon not now
5: See, I love not it now. I love and this is where I've got all my education from So I can't read, can't write. I love it. whoa 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 you you can't write? Not very well up because I'm, I'm a touch typist I've, I'm a published writer believe it or not poetry but and I'm trying to get back into it now but I'm terrible
0: at reading and writing. Terrible. Because please don't just drop that as if it's enough. You, you are can't. a published writer. Okay, so hang on a second. So, can, can we please oh, get a plug for what your book is? Well,
5: it, it was self published and it's only in a couple of loops, like in Dudley Library and all this self published. Well, so it doesn't matter. Well. People will go <laughs> from but, far and wide. But, but I want to try and get it started again because now. But what, but what's so it called? What's it called? It's called Accept Me by uh, Kevin Diddon a Pope with a Vision.
3: But instead of accept, a poet
1: it's with inner vision. Yeah. Instead of cool. except me, except, except accept me, it accept yeah. Accept. Wow.
3: I, I tell you what, i i meant to bring a copy in today. I apologise. I'll bring one in next time. I read through the poems. I have to say, I shed a tear. It's really well written. I've got a few on me phone. If I will show you on you later.
0: Fantastic. But these were
3: That was written mm.
5: by a 15-year-old boy, who didn't know how to describe you um, losing his sight. Now I'm a man, and I can talk about it. So now I've decided to get back into writing and doing bits and bobs.
3: Do you remember that rap you did as well? And it was one of the lines from his rap was...
5: MC Milky (laughs) Tea. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious.
1: MC Milky Tea.
3: (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, You couldn't make it up. (laughs) But but the line goes, who is the problem? Is it you or me? Who is the victim? Is it you or me? Is it it what we do or is it what we
5: see?
0: Whoa. It's it's good to know that Nick was paying such close attention. <laughs> <but> <laughs> wow, look he got stumped. Well wow. yeah. yeah. But no,
1: it, it's because you're like, you're like an onion. We get through one layer and they say, Oh yeah, by the way I'm a published poet. Oh yeah it's in Dudley Light. And it's like, Really? <laughs>
0: and you've even made Russ nearly shed a tear, so you really are <laughs> uh, man, to be honest. No,
1: it was very it was a really, really uh extraordinary really it was it was it's so strange because you can spend years and years in therapy I'm not saying I'm not saying it I have what I'm saying is one keep the receipt (laughs) there is a time and a place for being flippant
0: and as you know, I'm I have no idea when that is. So reaching for those boxing gloves. What? i so what dying we, to put them on, just
1: smack do, you uh, Last uh, half an hour of the show. Yeah. What 1 have we done? yes, and indeed.
3: change before this breaks out in an almighty.
1: You have to understand no. that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil and I've known each other for very, very. You can only get to this level of abuse <laughs> when you really are very good friends. It's <laughs> true. James. Yeah, <laughs> I, d- I actually James do. just has to throw himself in the deep end and hope for the best after 21. And the number of times suffer.
0: James looks horrified when I've said something, when Russ has said something, and of course Russ and I just both seem to understand actually it uh, could get worse. That's a true friend, <laughs> so, though, isn't yeah. it? There's you know what? That I would say that for those who haven't heard me declare this before, to anyone who does think that my humour is inappropriate, and just for the record, what you hear on air is exactly what you get off air. I don't do this for the microphones. My way Not of... Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> my, allegedly. My way of... Actually, he's a colleague of mine now. Stop it. Right, the oh, way, oh, my yeah. way, yeah, my so way of coping with any either serious subject or something bad that's happening to me is I have to make light of it. Because otherwise, if I don't, I crumble. Mm-hmm. And I can't cope with crumbling because there's something in my head that tells me don't crumble and I'm sorry if it goes back to this whole real men don't cry thing I know that's not necessarily the case but it's how I wish to be and it's how I deal with it and it's, it's right or wrong it's me but it's a strategy and the thing is, is you, you won't crumble if you develop other
3: strategies does that make sense so one strategy is to laugh make light of things which is a very uh, masculine thing to do a lot of men do that yeah. you know, it's like somebody will come in and go oh, like, <coughs> I like saying.
4: you know.
0: I don't remember the last time it was called masculine well done <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you <laughs> you can come again it's a it's gift from me whole to new you new use since the boxing I you yeah. Yeah. You yeah. and a yeah. Yeah. I'm you in I'm totally oh. craving a pint after this <laughs> 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 maybe an arm wrestle thing trust me you will
1: never hear him say that phrase
4: ever
2: I'm so glad we have it recorded unless it's a creme de menthe
1: friend <laughs> you know with a but twist <laughs>
5: as you were saying though that's your that's your dealing mechanism to have a laugh mm-hmm. and i'm very similar to that yeah but mm-hmm. i'm also one of the blokes who can go and have a belly full of crying
0: yeah. there's different really? strategies
5: mm. for different things
0: oh yeah behind closed the, doors the, don't worry you no, know i know how to turn on the waterworks i just won't do it publicly the, if the, i can help it
5: no obviously yeah. i'm very open my emotions there's times when i think what i normally when i crumble it's never at the time as brave as anything Mm. as soon as it's done (laughs) i've gone i'm you're having a belly full of I I, I break after everyone else is all right you know i mean and Mm. after everyone everyone's okay i can fall apart then you know but at the time i'm strong as a wall i'm strong as anything but as soon as it's done then i'll have me cry but not at the time you stay strong then
1: uh, through Family tragedy, and um, you know, you had to be there and you had to be strong, otherwise, everything was going to uh, mm. fall apart. So, I can to- totally relate to
0: that. I right, think on that, coping mechanisms. Because we sort of so we started that a bit before, didn't kind
3: we? kind of critical voice mm-hmm. thing. So remember, we're not taking, we're not uh, changing the person. So we're not changing anything about that person or putting that person down or their memory or anything like that. What we're doing is we're taking the critical voice that they are using and holding it in front of us in our hands. Does that make sense? So we can hear that part of them, not the whole person. So
0: may, I was going to say, maybe the, the way, so those of us who are worried about <sighs> disrespecting those yep. who may or may not be around anymore. Yep the answer is that you're taking that one element it's exactly. not the being you don't have to no. look at you don't have you don't to visualize a them. being no
3: just that one element of that voice of that person bearing in mind we all have a negative aspect to our character something we'd like to improve so all you do is you hold that out in front of you and you change what i call the submodalities so say that word again slowly. submodalities it's an nlp word so submodalities are the right. subsection of what we see hear feel smell and taste so if that, if that voice represents in front of you as a picture, so let's say it was a teacher at school who used to nag you and make you feel like a lack of confidence, like Kevin was treated appallingly when he was at school. Um, and But... I have to say, I think those hardships made him the courageous, tough character he is today. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that.
2: It's definitely something I want to talk about one day. It's because my my dad's a big believer of if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. But it's one of those things where it's, it's such but a... So, but
3: sometimes it can cripple you. But sometimes it can cripple you. <laughs> See, yeah. I don't. I was, was going to say movies. what I don't get it's about niche, that is if you niche. break your
0: leg, it would actually weaken the bone. I'm sorry, that's factually
4: accurate. If, if you break a
1: leg, have have you have a problem. Always the totally disagreed with that. And a lot of people come Mm -hmm. in and they spout it off, you know, like one of these phrases like off off a greeting card yeah. Nietzsche said that I do believe and I, I don't I don't think it's true I've never felt it was true. I, I think it's more to do with viruses and things like that rather than
3: life experiences So
1: nobody sees it like that everybody yeah. says oh well that's and good
3: it, it's character and, it, and, it, <laughs> and it's actually not true because crap. they'll say never harm me my dad used to beat me up and bring me up that way never harm me and then you look at their behaviour and you go well clearly it has harmed you because uh, yeah. so, so, you're a
1: messed up wreck yeah so there's a, there's a <laughs> (laughs)
3: There's a difference between developing mental hardiness as opposed to being traumatised. Now, I specialise in PTSD and trauma, as you know from the last show, and what I do is we can resolve all those past traumas where they've affected you because they'll still affect you today. But if something... Um, if something is difficult but you get through and you come through to the other side it won't traumatize you so you're okay so that actually works you know those things don't kill you they actually make you stronger but if something traumatizes you because you don't have the resources to deal with it at the time it's stored differently in the brain and this is why the work that i do we actually resolve those old things
2: and that's how it becomes a trauma i'm guessing yeah exactly is that when it gets stored wrong in the brain it gets stored as exactly. a exactly there
3: like. are certain elef- elements to it like it's unexpected it's frightening you were out of control and afterwards you realized that um, there was you, you went into shock does that make sense? So when those things happen, the actual limbic system in the brain stores the memory differently in the right hemisphere of the brain is more active, the, the emotional side of the brain. And that's why when we we're talking about the blast technique when I first came in with the eye movement, yeah. that's how I cure trauma by doing bilateral movements with the light pen uh, in order to change that memory permanently so it doesn't affect you in that way again. And one of the things that Kevin and I do, so there's a difference between being scared of something. Like let's say, um, <clears throat> obviously Phil's started his boxing career now, and we've got to get him in the gym for the yeah, AJ fight. Yeah, so, sure. and he might say, I mean, he is probably would say, that, this. is that in
1: about a week or? I think two it's weeks? Week, yeah, about a week. It's, yeah, about a week Tickets are on sale. Really now. We really got to get practicing. Men's yeah.
3: Radio. Are we? Are you, are I, are I we sponsoring? really need to leave sure. the country. We're, we're sponsoring <coughs> him. Sure, um,
1: yeah, we are. <coughs> there is there is at least seven pounds fifty going into this. <laughs> wait, wait. let me just check.
0: Yeah <laughs> James go through his pockets have a whip round
3: I'm thinking where would be the best place to advertise men's radio station on his t-shirt or on the soles of his shoes uh, <laughs> I think good. Uh, I Now think, that was just harsh <laughs> I think an intensive mildly <laughs> amusing <laughs> but that was harsh Yeah it's true actually intensive You know, the,
0: you know the, the, the name whiteboard above the uh, above the <laughs> hospital bed that's probably the best place for it <laughs> But never mind Anyway So you yeah, were saying so, so we so take we, the element of that particular so, so
3: thing. Yeah so we get the Element. So let's say Phil's got to go to a Lions' box. Justin Kane. <laughs> I can't.
1: I'm sorry. I've got the I've got the vision in my head of Anthony Joshua, 28 feet of him, like made out of granite, Phil in like oversized shorts.
0: <laughs> Just yeah. And I'm just wondering how long the, the, the match would vision, last. If that vision goes on much longer, regrettably, I think I would be cracked up. But anyway, <laughs> quite imagine. physically, anyway.
1: I, 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 I've got to interrupt for one second. I did b- b- work with Frank Bruno for a few months, right? Lovely man, wasn't and it? And the strength, what you don't understand about a professional boxer, and I forget we've got boxing coaches in, in the studio with us, You cannot believe the strength and the agility of these guys. It's not, oh, they're Mm. big, tough blokes. Frank Bruno, it was built like a mountain. His fists, I measured because I worked with him every single day for for over two months. And his fist was twice, literally twice the size of my fist. I put my fist together. That was his fist. We were doing rehearsals and he tapped one of the other guys, literally tapped him. He was meant to go... Uh, you can only see on Facebook Live. It's like them going to go, oh, hi. Uh, you know, something light. Like, a little thing. The guy was not clean out. As it happened, he was a little mm. shit. I was really thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> but he was horrible. But, but he, he was also. not L- clean. L- luckily, he I'm over it now. <laughs> he was literally, <laughs> <laughs> he was not. And it looked mm. like the merest of taps. It was, it mm. was not. And the guy, the, so these guys, their fitness and their strength. And the other thing I couldn't get over the lightness of the way they moved. They made the dancers, who are professional mm. dancers, after all, uh, look heavy-footed. I, I, I was in awe of it, amazing. I watched from the wings all the t- It was incredible to see. Lovely man, lovely, yeah. lovely man. <coughs>
3: Now we're uh, getting back to Phil, the fear versus trauma. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Phil, Phil has obviously got to do some sparring. So we're going to sure. get him down to Lions uh, Boxing Gym in Dudley. Okay. And Kevin Kevin's taking your life in your hands now. Careful, fella. yeah. Kevin. <laughs> <careful>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Phil, <laughs> Phil <laughs> at least wait till the ring to get I, punched. I,
3: I, I, I was going to say that Kevin would match him up with somebody <laughs> of anymore, No
1: Not anymore. <laughs> 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 you <laughs> have. You
0: have really made yourself. It might be a good idea to tell them about
3: the shaker story with the uh, the pads this time. So uh, shaker, shaker story. Shaker. It's, oh,
0: it's, the it's, intrigue knows no bounds now.
5: In, uh, the Muslims do the stone lifting events. You know, it's a big bold with a bar. Yeah, and I have to swing it, then I hold it up like that, like twenty stone, thirty stone big boulders, it's big in the Muslim community, yeah, it, it's well, unbelievable, it but Shaker was a world champion, of I went to school with me, me and Shaker, for a long time, 20 odd stone, ginormous, ginormous, and had him on the pads, and I went left right, and his left arm went, and I went, he ain't going to hit the pad, <laughs> <laughs> and he hit me right in between, the my legs <laughs> went, stumbled back, and I went. Shaker, you broke me head. <laughs> I felt a bit of sweat from it. I thought me ears were bleeding. I thought you broke me head, and I went, Shaker, never oh. ever hit me in the face again. Wow. Was, hold me, go, Kevs. It was good. No shakes, no hooks, no friend. Don't ever hit me in the head again. Flipped over. You just missed the, he just literally. I just missed saw it. You hold your hands like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, and I went. Uh, oh. As I put the head down it just it. Wow. Boom. And I'll stumble from here past that door. It's good. Ah, you probably me <laughs> it.
3: And I think this is feel the, that, This don't this guy, I think Kev's going to match Phil with for sparring. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, see, oh, wait, see. <laughs> right. So.
1: I'm just visualising this. Um, Phil will be leaving with you, going up back up to Dudley. Possibly
0: in a body bag. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. This is the training programme because we've got a week until the match and <laughs> James and I are busy so we can't be with you. Sadly, we'd love to but just can't fit it into you know our how schedule. It is. So you'll be going up to Dudley. You'll be in the ring with Shaker. I can't see anything going wrong here. Oh, I, to me, I think... This just sounds like
0: a normal weekend to me. I'll be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
1: to go out on a limb. Boys, and I'm I gonna think I might this. go out on more than a limb. But well, yes, you're going to okay. go out on a stretcher. But <laughs> I can see at this very moment Anthony Joshua feeling a little bit of trepidation. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong.
3: No, I can see that. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, when he sees the silky skills of uh, yeah. Phil. Uh, wh- wh- Phil, <laughs> the, Phil the
0: skill? Dave? No, no? Phil the hair. <laughs> Phil the hair. <laughs> it, it, that is already a nickname, <laughs> Phil, the hair, so. it it Phil is, the hair.
1: Everyone just goes Phil the hair, then we'll call him Phil Primarily
0: because I'm it
3: so the difference move would be is, no, just move <laughs> is when just Phil is, he, is in the ring mm-hmm. <laughs> with his sparring partner, mm-hmm. if he does OK, mm-hmm. then he will... Well, there's an element
0: of optimism if he does OK. If he, if he oh, does OK, yeah.
3: he's not going to be traumatised by the situation and will actually build his confidence. Does right. that make sense? Of course Oh, it does. yes,
0: that's where this started from. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, OK.
3: Yeah. However, the reality is if we put him in Musheika, it's probably mm. going to be a very traumatic... If anyone goes in Musheika, <laughs> it's going to be a very traumatic experience. He's a very big guy and that's where the yeah. trauma would be because we <laughs> don't visualising specialising this <laughs> and he's, sort of
1: pay, he's going paler by the minute he is going paler by he's the actually, minute he actually yeah. is going he
3: is paler,
4: going paler. <laughs>
1: he's thinking of getting in the ring sparring partner with a 20 stone guy who nearly smashed Kevin's head open <laughs> and Kevin knows what he's doing <laughs> I'm not saying that you're not a boxing expert and your own uh, limited. when I said boxing I'm sorry I meant bagel I'm sorry I misunderstood that I couldn't read that properly
0: yeah. But is it moving on,
1: so you're talking about trauma Come
3: on. Yeah, so if he had a really bad experience he's overwhelmed, he didn't have a strategy to deal with it he may experience a trauma and what would happen is Phil would go boxing that's enough for me, I'm never going to
0: do it again and then he would avoid I'll it. say it now, I'm more than happy to say that now <laughs> I would never do boxing
3: again I will, I'll tell
5: you though, a lot of clubs this happens to and well, I won't name clubs, I'm not that kind of person but people go to do a bit of keep fit, they get put in the ring and they get battered and hurt and I find it the worst form of bullying you can have when someone, children, men, women. And now, I promise everyone and everyone knows the club, that doesn't happen in our place. You have to be up there, and much of a standard, then you do a left-handed sport or a body spot. It's bringing it on, that's why we have national champions and people who gone on to go pro. Because I think when you've gone someone, you trust them, and they say, go on, you will <laughs> toughen you up, Nick. And you go in there, and careful, knocks you about. You, why
1: does f- it toughen I, you up? It's, that, it's think
2: that idea again of it, it will toughen you up when in reality, it doesn't
1: and really. It, and it yeah.
2: is. I remember every lamping I've ever had, and it's not made me tough it's
5: made me avoid that place yeah i don't want to go back there in case i have another pasting but we're in that mindset a bloke man said of uh well you will make a mon out of you and i'm thinking it doesn't go no
0: it would no. just make two men out of me It was <laughs> more than
1: lightly. let me ask a question <clears throat> uh, and um this is the only time i kind of ever refer to sports on men's radio station apart from using it and senders just as an idea um where do you guys stand on the and it's a very leading question where do you both stand on the argument that boxing is cruel and should be uh out made illegal and stopped
5: people see these two people in the ring battering each other they don't see the love that surrounds them i charge two pound a session for people to come up to the boxing gym and you love that and all that money goes back into it we've kept it cheap so everyone can do it and we are, we, we uh, <clears throat> if, if the if the rest of the country like more boxing club we'd have a much better place we've got lads from yemen ghana uh romany travelers uh irish travelers muslims Sikhs, christians cafe everyone there and they're all brothers and sisters and they stand and together leave, as one they
1: leave it out at the they leave it out at the front door and they come in they call me the and boxing.
5: then they'll go and support their brothers when they're fighting in london mm-hmm. or there, wherever we are and if we were like that, if we weren't like segregated in, uh, the Irish live here, the Brummies live there, the if we all just got together and take away all the nonsense, if you call God by a different name and if you eat pasta instead of chips and t- leave all that at the side and just get along with each other, the world would be a much better place. What? And I see that in my club firsthand. When people say we can't integrate, it's nonsense because I see it every single day.
1: It wasn't where I was going. I didn't expect that answer because I was just talking about the physical the physical hurt, what people are objecting to as the long-term sort of brain damage. and, and Less and people risk. get hurt
5: through boxing than they do in rugby or horse riding. How many jockeys, when they come off that horse and they break the neck? Yeah, yeah. Every grand, uh, what's it called? Um, grand National. Grand National. Yeah. Whereas in boxing, it's very rare. You might have a wonky nose and big ears and knocked your hands up. But the casualties are very, very rare. We're going, to come,
1: we're going to come back to this uh, just uh, riveting. We're going to come back to this just after these wise words. Oh, yes, yeah, one great achievement. Ash Nixon. Oh. Yes. Uh, super careful just talking, crashing the, uh, crashing the jingle. <laughs> Professional. Uh, this is Men's Radio Station. We're coming at you absolutely live from the centre of London here in Covent Garden. I'm What's Left of Russ Kane with Phil Dave, who's chomping on a biscuit and can't talk. Please don't, don't. There'll be crumbs everywhere. It's revolting. Don't. don't do it. James Blake rocking the deck with uh, Nick Davis. Kevin Dillon, I paused there because I was going to say something else, (laughs) because I couldn't remember your names. And uh, now, let's continue with this exercise,
3: please. (gasps) Okay, so the critical voice. So if you imagine holding the critical voice out in front of you, so if it's Mm. a uh, picture of the person, change the identity of that. You can put a curly wig on them, a red nose. Uh, If it's a sound, I want you to change the sound so that you're hearing the same words, but in a squeaky voice. So imagine it's kind of a Mickey Mouse voice. It could be something like, you're good enough to do this and a little whiny voice or a comedy voice change into one of your favourite comedians what that will do that will change your perception in terms of how that affects you now the other thing you can do is imagine that person that has that critical voice against you imagine your father saying to you I'm really proud of you Mm. and imagine that voice coming from here Russell I'm really proud of
0: you Wow. How oh. was that? Oh, what? Oh, I, said, that you, I saw nice. that. Do you know what? I saw <laughs> that that totally changed you. That. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? It's a very
1: weird thing because he could never, ever say uh, that he was. And yet other mm. people say, oh, your dad's so great. I really yeah. never, ever, never, ever acknowledged anything. not matter what I did. So, so imagine there we what? are. Oh, Russ, why do you whip yourself so hard? <laughs> oh, gosh, <laughs> Dr. Freud, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a mystery to me why I work 24 <laughs> 7. Just a mystery. Very interesting. Now, funny enough, with that, although I can't do the, I'm going to call it ridiculing or yep. belittling. I mm-hmm. think Phil knows where I'm going with that. I can do it if I put it into an Eric Morecambe voice. Perfect. It, and doing with the glasses. Yeah, uh, that works perfectly for me. Yes. I can do that. Yeah. Does so that do make that.
0: sense? Yes. Yes. So I could hold on. Like, yeah. So to some, <laughs> so to some degree, one needs to find their own way of making that or adjusting that. Yeah them in other words adjusting the technique i should say because
3: what we doing, we're crossing the two emotions over for what <clears throat> i'm all about giving people their power back so if we if we say that certain things make us feel powerless or less in control than we want to by changing it to eric morcombe with the glasses going on down mm-hmm. we're injecting humor into it so if he said it like that you'd laugh
1: no but that's exactly it exactly you wouldn't because you would not find eric is one of my comedy heroes but you wouldn't mm-hmm. find eric morcombe uh, th- threatening, or <laughs> I mean, he was a naturally funny man, yep and a, a brilliant. Oh, I can go on about it forever. Just, one, just uh, fantastic. So that 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 works. Okay, I'm, I'm so I'm cool with that. Now, what changes. do we do with young James? Young James. Well, I have a question. Mm. So,
2: is is it the science? What is the science behind that? What is it that's going on in your brain when you're like changing the image of it? Yeah. So, the, the so these are
3: what it? they call your submodalities. The submodalities are the subsections of your five senses. So when you change the way things, uh, the way things look, the way things sound, the way things feel, smell and taste, we have a different expression. We're going back to the Moravian principle earlier about, you know, our communication is 7% words, uh, it's uh, 38% tonality, volume and things like that, but 55% your physiology. So the way things look, sound and feel changes our perception. And this is why great comedians, you know, will just deliver one line, and it will be absolutely hilarious, but you try and repeat it in the pub or somewhere. We can't. Yeah. And it's bomb. Yeah, it's yeah, just it just Yeah, it just It's because they have a real capture of how to create um it's like, you know, the people on the on the radio, they have a very, very strong voice. Their tonality, their shifts, their pauses, and I notice the way you project yourself for us, and 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 you Phil as well is w- well recovered. Thank you. Uh, no, not a problem. Yep. And James as well.
0: And particularly Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, that's not embarrassing for us three. Anyway, but but yeah. what, what I
3: get for everybody is you project your voice from your chest. Yes. Does that make sense? So of it's course. not it's not a throat voice. And, and it well, carries.
1: One of the things you will learn. Uh, in the moment, I started doing theatre. Mm. Within a few days, my voice was ripped, <laughs> and I had to go to. I had to go to. Why are you laughing?
0: I laugh because I think I can relate to this.
1: Because I had, I went straight to the specialist, and I, it, he said, "Well, you got, you've got nodules growing oh. on your vocal cords, and all of this. Where oh. are you speaking from?" I said, well, "I'm speaking from here." He said, "You can't do that. You can't last months,
0: yelling out all this stuff.
1: You've got to speak from." And mm. and so I didn't even think about it.
0: Now, Sorry, but- I beg your pardon, I did not know where you were going with that, so God forbid it. No, I did not realise that's where you were going. The reason why I was laughing along to it is because I thought you were going to say, and this is sort of one thing that anyone who does to have some sort of theatrical training of some description will always be told one of the first things you're told is back of the room. In mm. other words, if you're on the stage, you've <coughs> got to imagine it's from years gone by when there were <coughs> no microphones and you just project. Yeah. And that is the idea. And it's one of the training one of the bits of training no i
1: had no training but i did not want to start having one thing
0: i really didn't want was operation on my
1: vocal cords because that was yeah i mean you're pulling your face james i I imagine how i felt and because i just it i don't think about it now and i didn't from i'm going back many many years it's just how you do it otherwise you end up with a crackingly sore throat
3: do you know the really interesting thing is uh, today it's all <clears throat> really all been about senses. You know, Kev has, a, a, you know, an inability to see the way we see. So he's developed his other senses and he feels things and operates in a more of a feeling way. You guys project your voice in such a way that's different to other people. Does that make sense? So it's a stronger sense. And it, and it's interesting that um, you can work on all of those senses. And one of the things that I really like about NLP is it's about breaking those things down so that you can reprove, improve the way you see things hear things the, the way you communicate the way you feel things the way you smell and taste things to make life a lot richer
1: It's yes, you know i'm just thinking of the irony you just said that you know kevin is visually impaired and yet as far as i'm concerned he's like one of the most perceptive people <laughs> yeah. so well, isn't that extraordinary do you know kevin
3: um, he said to me one day and we were talking about something and his metaphor was he said do you know what jedi <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was, uh, you can't <laughs> slip that into a sentence and not make me laugh. <laughs> and everybody else in the And I said, I
3: said what's, what, what's that, Super Kev, son of Bob Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> <He> <laughs> said, May
0: the force be May with you. May
3: the force be with you. And, and I, I said, to, you know, about his life, and he said, do you know what? I've been dealt a bad hand of cards. Because he said, when I was younger, I didn't know if I'd meet a girlfriend, or I'd have a family or do anything. He said, but do you know what? I've played those cards really well. And I really like that. And metaphor. what's the oh, saying? It's the not. That
1: it, it is the, the the full saying. It's not the cards you're dealt. It's how you play your hand. Mm. Uh, absolutely true. Mm. Absolutely mm. true. And you see, I never get it when people. There's, there's someone I've known for a very long time. I'm not mentioning any names. Everything is negative. Everything mm. is everybody else's fault. Everything is moaning, moaning, great. It's like. You know, cut me some slack here. We just stop. And it annoys. It's got to the point that it annoys other people. Yeah, there are things that are wrong, There's things in everybody's life which are uh, you know, my gr- my greatest motto in life. You threw your problems into a top hat on a little piece of paper. You pray you get your own problems back. I won't want anybody else's problems, no matter how fabulous they, mm. their lives look. I, you know, not because I think I'm great. I just can deal with my own nonsenses, but I don't want to deal with other people's because I always feel infinitely worse than me. And I, I don't get, and how important in NLP, because it's something that I try to live by, but it's, it's a struggle. Mm. Uh, is is positivity <clears throat> and staying positive? Do
3: you know what? I, this is one thing I don't like about NLP. Is that if you try and force, they say, you know, it's all about state management. It's about you getting into a peak state all the time. So what you do is you you could do these exercises and before you, and this is good to do for before you go on air and things like that. So you get do the visualization, making yourself feel good. But if you try and stay in a positive state all of the time, it's impossible. So yeah. what goes up must come down. What goes down must go up, and everything else. So the, the, you know, the universe and life is all about opposites: light, dark, heavy. Co- it's all about life
2: in general. I think is all about balance. Yeah. You, if you're positive. All the time, you're out of balance.
3: And and you know, one of the interesting things is when people are unhappy, all you need to do is go to an impoverished country, a poor country, something like that. Live there for a little while, you will come back happy because you'll turn on your tap, the water will be there. But what we do, it's all about comparisons. So of what, course, it, of course, it is. So we always compare ourselves to the next person. There's all. It doesn't matter where you are. And I've had some really, really wealthy clients. And I have to say most of those clients, obviously they come to see me for different things, weren't happy. Money didn't make them happy. And uh, there was an interesting photo I saw on Facebook. And there was uh, a little girl crying and she was on uh, podium number one at the school race. And then on podium three, who'd finished third place, was her lad but with his hands in the air going, yes! Because he's thrilled. Exactly. Because he's excited. No yeah. matter where you are in life, there will always be someone better off but there will always be someone worse off.
0: I've said that if I've, because for as long as I can remember, there's always someone worse off than yourself. It's completely always. true. That, that's Kev's, always Kev's mantra. Just, my mum always say, you're
5: as good as anyone and better than most. Yeah. And today's How the come you of You
1: had great parents? I want Bob Dylan as a dad. We want yeah. <laughs> mom, <laughs> Bob Dylan. You, you campaign. You yeah, campaign. Yeah. My mum,
5: Julie Dylan. she's the backbone oh, of the Dillons. She's lovely. She's the lioness, you know. Me, my dad and my brother, we, we'll growl and... She, and she's she, here today. She, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she she's the mom of so many people yeah. at the club, you know, and she she's a wonderful human being uh, without her. And now a grandma. And now a nanny. Nanny, she, she's nanny chat, nan, J- nanny and a mum a grandma. Yeah, bless her. Amazing. And do you know,
3: and do you know, this is the great thing about boxing. You know boxing is so much more and this is what uh, Kev's dad and Kev taught me they were saying about boxing is an art Mm. you know it's about where your feet are your knees your hips and everything else and as you go through the different movements it's so so technical that people don't really get hurt when they learn how to box because you should learn a defence it's not about having a scrap it's actually you know it's more like kind of more like uh kind of dancing with some of the movements the way they teach it and the other great thing is about boxing which i really really love and, and kev, you know kev's mum and dad are absolutely amazing in that club and the love they give to these people and, and bob said to me one day he said some of these kids come from really homes where they don't have anything and they're terrible things like that here's their family and kev i'll let kev, kev tell you a story about um Ashley Nixon but I've seen Kevin his dad and the other coaches save so many people's lives and change lives and this is what boxing clubs martial arts clubs and things like look like that day but I'll let you tell the story well
2: quickly before Super Kevin gives us the story and um, you said just before we went to the ad what's the you know boxing it's it's this violent sport should mm. it be stopped mm. but it's, I don't even think it is that violent of a sport really no no, well, you see so if you
0: know, it's stretching. done properly it's controlled there's a difference That's between I mean. boxing and there's a difference between actually having a full on well, fight the they're two damage. Damage.
1: The, the main thing they're talking about is brain damage but if it. you said to some of these lads
5: saying um, in 50 years time you might have dementia but you're <laughs> in that 50 years you're going to have lifelong friends and family and have someone who loves you more. It, I, me personally I'd say bring on the dementia
2: and you're going to be physically fit. because
5: in, in those times of being up there and you found brothers and sisters,
1: that you never would have had, mm. you take that risk because it might happen anyway. I want to ask you a question. It's completely out of left field, but it links up two of the themes that you've, you've already discussed. You <coughs> talk about knife crime, mm. and you lecture about knife crime, and you try and deal with it. It's a huge problem, especially in London. Uh, and obviously the theme of boxing and clubs and brotherhood and sisterhood, yeah. let's mm. be honest. Right? Yeah. We've got girls who box for us. Precisely. How much do you think we are suffering from the loss of youth clubs? It's funny. One of the kids asked me, he goes, What was a youth club? Mm. I went, What is a youth club? I went, Well, what it was. Do you was, genuinely not, never heard of it? Well, never heard the phrase? Well, no.
5: What it is, it was wow. a building you'd go into when it was wet. What? You, you'd get out the wet and you'd go there and if you'd have 50 pence for your tuck shop and you'd oh, what? And, and you'd, <laughs> oh, you'd be what? there and you'd play snooker, or you're just sitting you, box, or you snooker. just sit in there having a
0: rattle, of Just to think, the, 50 we, pence could buy you a drink and a slice of pizza. Yeah, and a house and a
1: Maserati. Now, the thing <laughs> is this, I'll I, I tell you why I'm asking, because for many years I uh, was a trustee, served on all the committees, and was a chief Barker of a thing called Variety used to be called Variety Club and they changed it mm. with much who ha to Variety, the children's charity one of our committees which I was very proud to serve on was the Youth Clubs Committee where Youth Clubs would write in to us and say we need some boxing, precisely for you guys, we need some boxing gloves or we need some pads or we need a ring mm. or we need a uh, punch bags, those sort of things and we'd look at all the funding that we'd have and we'd give the Youth Club and it really fell out of favour mm. um, and I was very keen to try and keep it going I worked with a wonderful man called John Barnett but you know he kind he, he of retired and I I honestly felt in, in my heart that had it remained and I know it's a very old fashioned idea here's James just 24 I use James always as our litmus test he's never even heard the word youth club
4: mm-hmm.
1: but I do think am I being ridiculous And I'm thinking of Dixon, Doc Green and Midsummer Murders and it's all gone, forget it has it
2: gone? I tell you what, it's definitely something I think we even would have used today. If, it, if we had somewhere to go after school mm. instead of walking around, mm. just causing trouble, we might not got so much trouble. I think, trouble.
3: It, I think it's a lot of it's a lack of funding. If you look at, I mean, I, I I've sort of trained at Kev's club for about thirteen years, on and off, and I remember it being a small building when his dad built it and the extensions and the funding and everything else and it, mm. it was such hard work but now you look at Kev's club the amount of people that come to his classes boys and girls teenagers adults men and women and the lives it saves and the lives it changes mm. that it could be that person that is scared and wants to pick up a knife and then ends up killing somebody or they go into boxing it gives them the confidence it gives them the sense of family it gives them role models for people to look up to like Kevin, this is why I've been pushing him to do these talks because when they meet him They'll go, God, well, his life's a lot worse than mine. He, he he has to struggle not seeing things. And that inspiration that we can get out, I think, stops that violence on the streets the left.
1: question that I've got for you both is that you've both got excellent parents and you've both got very strong father figures in your life who have clearly been a huge positive image and effect for you. A lot of the crime... Uh, Let's just talk about London for a sec, only because I happen to know the stats. A lot of the crime, they will say, is because the perpetrators have no father figure at all. The father's disappeared off into the horizon, left with mummy's probably working two or three jobs to try and keep the food on the table. How important do you think one? It's two-part question. One is uh, a father figure in your life, and two. How much can an organisation, such as your boxing club, or any other organisation like that, can replace that?
5: People come to me every day, every day, and some have got terrible, terrible upbringings and whatever, and you have to just be there for them. You haven't got to be, but we choose to be there for them. And you tell them, do you want, I stab Nick now. Both of our mothers have lost a son. One's in the of one's in in, uh, in Nick. And it's e- about educating them. You're not just messing up your life and his life for stabbing him, it's the families around you. Mm. And that's what, not a suit, not, I'm not a Harvard man, I'm not a, I'm a, a real bloke from a working class village. So I talk to him on my own experiences, being naughty when I was younger, and growing up with people who've gone to prison, and drug addicts, and I talk from knowledge of experience. Mm. And because I've had that knowledge,
1: I can pass it on. I'll, can I just tell you a quick story about uh, one of my Just You can in a sec, but I want to know how do they react when you're saying that? Do they kind of tut? Or S- because the image we have here
5: is like a t- right. Well, some some kids, if you say like, um, do you really want to go to prison? Because well, my dad and my brother and my uncle are all in prison, so to them it is the norm. It's like having um, I don't know your first side at the pub. To them, it's just badge. something they believe they have to do to keep face. Rite of passage, almost. Rite of yeah. passage. Whoa. Some people, it's going to be very hard to pull them back. But what I believe, if we had someone like Nick in primary schools, hmm. not secondary schools, not when they're broken and you're trying to fix it, you have a seven-year-old um, going, why are you upset, Kev? Well, I lost my vision when I was... Or my dad left me up. If you could work on the things early hmm. and form them when they're babies... Instead of waiting for him to stab someone, break him, try and top myself, wait until it's so hard to come back from it. But if we could do it at a, a primary school level, I think we'd have a bit more. Uh, my, a bit
2: more. My only argument to that would be: I re- reckon maybe they're too young to understand a lot of it. But it wouldn't the have to be most impressionable
0: age. It's not the case all, And I'm sorry to butt in here and tell you why. Is because you may recall, those we who were listening, a couple of weeks ago we had Johnny Benjamin on who's a mental health campaigner. One of the biggest things he's trying to work on his, at the moment, his charity, is trying to get that very level of education into primary schools because it is the right age to tackle it.
4: Yeah, well,
3: pers- the is formed up until the age of seven. You know, kids walk around in a hypnotic state where they learn everything. There's a really good video. I encourage you to watch it on, on YouTube. It's called Children See, Children Do. And parents think that kids do what they tell them, but actually that's not how we learn. We actually learn what we watch, and we watch those behaviours. And that's why, if you haven't got a, a, a great family unit, that's why I'm a real big advocate of good boxing clubs, because, you know, and, and there are loads out there. Is that when the kids are around those role models, like everybody calls Kev's mom Auntie Julie. She's everybody's aunt or mo- mother figure there, and she's a lovely, lovely woman. So she's the kind of mother figure. Kev, Bob, and all the other coaches there are there to like inspire the people, and then they see how people can behave. And the great thing is, is Kev will say, "Look, you know, well, he won't mind me saying this, hopefully, but when he was <laughs> a young lad, he, he he used to like a fight, you know, and and he wouldn't get, you know, because of his eyesight." he had to sort of get stuck in really, really quickly. And I remember going out with Kev one night to, and he said, this is the level of fear I have. And we're out in this pub. And I said, how's it for you? And he said, look, he said, just, just, just do this. He took his belt off mm. and he put it round my eyes. And he said, right, you'll be able to see little bits at the bottom. He said, but now what I want you to do, I want you to carry on drinking. I want you to go to the toilet and I want you to tell me how you feel. And I tell you what, panic. I just keep doing
4: that. I, oh, I, yeah. Because I, I said, he,
3: I walked off, me. but I only
5: stood this far away and I saw the fear and I was going... Oh. What was that? But you didn't know if it was friend or foe.
3: The fear, <laughs> and that was his everyday and life. And just
0: for intense on radio, just because people might not Sorry. be watching on Facebook live, is that that was you pushing, just it, nudging his shoulder the, yeah. from behind on the shoulder. Yeah,
3: and and that's what he had to deal with every day. So for me, it was like wow. And even and even going up the escalators and, and going through the tube and everything, Kev's really done, like no, don't treat me any differently. If I need you, I'll ask you. And that was like wow for me. So when he tells that story, and that's why I'm glad he's here today, because I'm saying, so many people can hear this and then think, do you know what? My life's not that bad, and maybe if
2: well, I... even better, you know, I can overcome my adversity. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I can climb my mountains, you know. Yeah.
0: They're... What whatever their disability is, or you know. and, and I wonder whether or not really maybe with, they've with, got ten ten, to with, yeah. with ten minutes to go of the show, this is probably not the time to introduce this element to the discussion. But what's really curious is something that you said before, Nick, about how you were saying you try going to a poorer country and then do you know what? You will learn to appreciate what you've got at a very fundamental, basic level. It's one of the reasons why I'm actually quite religious. Now, don't worry. I'm not going to start going into a massive preach here. Don't you worry about it. It's for me. I know it's not for everybody. But the reason why I follow religion is because there are elements of it that actually teach us valuable lessons. Mm. And some of those valuable lessons is actually learning positive mental attitude. Genuinely, it's teaching us how to be grateful for what we've got and to recognize that actually you could be a heck of a lot worse off and that people before you have gone through terrible things just so you can enjoy what you have today. And because it's constantly drummed in, people will call it indoctrination. People will call it all sorts of things okay. that actually there is a reason behind it and there's a reason why religion works for an awful and you don't even
3: need religion let's call it spirituality you know it's because some people don't like the word religion and everything else but you know there are three things if you know the same principles happen across all the religions and all spirituality and things like that so prayer is the same as meditation Mm. that makes sense so if you're not religious just meditate gratitude it's exactly the same across religions. You know, and I find that, you know, if people are feeling down and things like that, all I'll do, you know, I'll ring Kev, Kev will ring me for having a bad day, and he'll say, Look, think of things that you've got in your life. Do you remember you went on men's radio? That was a great day, wasn't it? I'll go, oh, I forgot about that. But because my- can we clip that bit, please? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> men's radio station saved my life.
3: <clears throat> exactly. But can I tell you how boxing does book.
5: save lives? Mike, it's not the ABA champions. This story I always tell whenever I have a chance. We used to have a lad at the club, Asher Nixon. Tough ginger lad, we had him from um, being expelled from school and we turned him into a, a lovely lad, we got him boxing for us, great, he was going to go in the Navy, go got in a street fight, so he couldn't, sorry in the Marines, so he couldn't go in the Marines, so he got into drug dealing, uh, got involved with gun crime and cocaine and everything, went to prison. When he come out of prison, first person, he come up to me and says, Kev, you saved my life once, would you do it again? And well, of course I will. And he become a pillar of the community. He won a Midlands Novice Championship. And he says, well, it's in prison, Kev. Don't laugh at me, please. He went, um, I found God. He went, Bob. And I went, never be ashamed of finding something that makes you better. And I taught him into going back to the church and through boxing where he found love and then the church for accepting him. He's now a pastor. He's moved and he's, wow. he's become a pastor. Limey. And he says, the only wow. way I could have done it was because you said, don't be ashamed of finding something. And, and now we a pastor and, and that's
0: one of my biggest issues is the, the number of people who denigrate religion and put mm-hmm. it down as load of nonsense it's not all nonsense no. I'm not saying it's for everybody I know it's not for everybody but actually it does help a lot of people mm.
2: people don't know this but you know once upon a time like the church was all you had you know, if you wanted to learn to read, you had to go to the church. If you wanted to know how to plant seed, you had to go to the church or the shawl or the
3: mosque or whatever it is. And it's, I don't know, it gets such a bad rap. But I it think, was, it I think it's about people finding what do they need to follow, whether it's religion or whatever else. But find your own calling, find your own
1: following. Yeah. Now, one of the things I like to ask our guests is uh, whenever they come in, is their three top tips, and then they will go, "Oh my god!" And I go, mm-hmm. uh, "Keeping the religious theme going." See what I did there. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was going to do a thing have another about the biscuit past. for that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to do a thing about the pasta. I was going to wait. For, I was waiting for James going nearly lunchtime. Pasta, good. I was. I was <laughs> <so> believe <laughs> me, he was so I could read it. I could read it. was like coming out of radio <laughs> so out so of his head. A I was like pasta, pasta. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew you were going to do that. So <laughs> blindingly obvious. Now, three top tips, please. And it could be for life. It could be. It could be for absolutely anything. But we always ask our guests, and the things they come up with are. fascinating super Kevin.
5: try and believe in yourself imagine whatever you're going through other people are too if you like star trek boxing knitting be proud of it find someone else who shares that belief with you or whatever and enjoy yourself don't worry about what other people think because they're worried about what you think just try and be you and you'll be a much happier
1: person absolutely fantastic so, my... Jedi? Jedi. You was <laughs> <laughs> the force.
3: Um, uh, the first thing I would say is learn to meditate. It's really, really great for clearing the mind. Um, certainly for my issues when I collapsed 19 years ago and I had anxiety and panic attacks, meditation saved me. It was, it's the, Honestly, it's one of the best things I've learned. Second thing is gratitude, as we spoke about earlier. One thing I do is just before I go to bed at night, not every night, but most nights, I write down 10 things I'm grateful for.
2: Kind of like mindfulness, isn't it?
3: Uh, so yeah, I'll write and, them down. Can, yeah, I'll just write them down I've got a pad and i buy yourself a really nice Notebook and write ten things, I ended up doing Sort of 40 or 50 some days And things like that, but just little things you're grateful For, because you forget, and when you put them in your mind Before you go to sleep, the glial cells In your brain reinforce everything the you've been think- uh, Sorry, there are a set of glial cells In the brain, glial. and what the glial cells Do is everything you've been thinking about during the day Positive mm-hmm. or negative, they get reinforced Don't they so, just? So your dominant yeah. thoughts will so hit I you don't tomorrow sleep Wow, so this is great for you, Russ. Write down Russ 10 positive Kane. things. you've got to try a week of this and tell us how you
0: get on next week. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Russ.
1: Riding down. Things I'm grateful for, not being Phil Dave. Two. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, vener-
0: he's you see, it's better. He's laughing already. See, it's working. It's amazing. You, once again, you've struck a chord. Well done.
3: Hey, it's been healing for Russ Kane today. <laughs> in a proper therapy right. session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good, yeah. uh, in all seriousness, whilst... And, and, and the,
0: and the and last whilst thing, Russ does what we, do in the, what we call in the business... Like corpsing. corpsing. I'm very sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm back now. I'm back in the room. Yeah, back in the room. So I'm actually, do, do you, in all seriousness, do you ever look back at these? Do you ever look back at these? Yeah, you yeah, that yeah sometimes.
3: Them? Yeah, sometimes. But I just pages and pages of them. But when you go to sleep, the next day you'll find you, you feel a lot happier and things like that. And the third thing that I would say is feel your, be aware of your influences, who you mix with, what you listen, what you read, to, what you read and what you watch and everything else. Now, what I do is it in in my circle of friends, I'm, I try and make sure there are three different types of people. You've got rockets, they're people that you're around and they really boost you. You know those people Ooh. you meet them and you go, oh, I feel energized, I feel, I feel great. Feel- Kev Kev's one of my rockets. I'll bring him up and he'll be, I feel, ah, it's amazing. Then you've got floaters. Floaters are okay. They don't lift you higher. They don't drag you down. There's Someone you might have a point with.
0: Just stop it. <laughs> know <laughs> doing. You know what they You it. Are
1: <laughs> You are pathetic, <gonna> <laughs> James. You are laughing. going to Your mother's outside. Your mother is
0: up. outside, in, in, no, the outside in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I am laughing you're because laughing all I can up. hear in James's microphone <laughs> out of my ears... <laughs> Uh, really, <laughs> you, uh, you uh, a child. You, you were laughing
2: as well. Don't. Laugh. You gave me a look. You right. knew. Right, a shade of <laughs> tomato. You're ridiculous. <laughs> You're Absolute
0: pathetic. Ridiculous child. <laughs> anyway, uh, and and So th- do remind us. And with the, the, <laughs> uh, the the floaters. What exactly do they do? So
3: floaters are people who don't take you higher or lower. They're just someone who shoot the breeze with. They're not necessarily positive or negative. You want the breeze
0: with? Sorry. Shoot. 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 Oh, shoot. Okay,
4: fine,
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> And the third people, and I believe Russ has mixed with all these people recently, are sinkers. Oh, They're people God. that drag no the life out I, of well,
1: you. We, we used to call them energy, energy vampires. vampires. Energy yeah. vampires, yeah. because they, you think, I mean, so this yeah. is, what is this adding to me? What is is this helping me in any way? Am I enjoying the, Am I enjoying their company? Are they adding anything? No, no, everything. It's like, oh, for
3: God's sake. Do you know the best yeah. thing to do is try and get as many of those people out of your life as you can? I've
1: had to... How long have I got? We've got a couple of minutes. It's
3: really interesting. Hey, it's been a pleasure
0: knowing you, Russ. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Not like that. But somebody who's supposed <laughs> to be very, very close to me, one of my oldest friends, and has done something horribly negative this morning. I only heard about it this morning. And I'm like, trying to process that and not get upset and think, what a sad person you are. It's extraordinary. I'm not going to go into many more details, but you're absolutely right, because there's no need. Why should I? Why should I focus on on that and deal with this person's issues when we've all got stuff? I thought today has been, um,
0: you know, I, I, as the BFG would be, is say it's been splendiferous. uh, Well, well,
4: thank you very um, much for having us on.
1: Oh, for goodness sake. Yes. (laughs) You boys. (laughs) You boys with your Midland manners. Um, First of all, I want to talk. Talking to people on the tube. Talking to people on the tube (laughs) and expecting not to be arrested. Teaching people out of the box. Ranging people around, making them into (laughs) pastors. All pastors. Can we go Uh, for lunch now? Can you shut up, please? Uh, Nick Davis, uh, Kevin Dillon, uh, a.k.a. Jedi and just uh, uh, just super. Just super <laughs> Where do people just, find you if they want more yeah, information? So how, do we, how do we get hold of
3: you? Yeah, so my website is www.ndsp.co.uk.
1: Slowly do that again, please. uh So
3: www.ndsp.co.uk.
5: <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, on Lions
4: Amateur Boxing Club.
1: You made that sound really scary, by the way. <laughs> so, you, know, you can find. I thought me. of doing voiceover. <laughs> I really you can find me I really wherever I want to be.
4: Do. You
0: know those these those voiceovers for the the movies. Yeah. I think yeah. You can Have do you been it. to Dudley L-.
1: Castle? <laughs> It'd be you. This would be you. Like <laughs> it was a time of war. It was a time of challenge. One man. That would in be you. hell, no one
2: can hear you <laughs> <laughs> And
1: there on you. that note. Yes. Thank you so much um thank you james blake i think yeah uh thank you phil dave as thank always you Kane. uh thank yeah. you yay well i happen to be in the area this is a men's radio station where men really talk uh, until we meet again have fun